I figured out your schedule. Uh, it only took a year. But at about three miles in, I looked down at my Garmin, and it showed my heart rate was 45. You can shoot that dude as many times as you want. In a true active shooter situation, you've just left it laying on the floor in the room. Welcome to the Put Work In podcast. We're a little bit, we're having technical difficulties. So if, if you see us in and out, it's just because, you know, we like to make it fun. Well, we don't want TVI it to be too. just got hit by an EMP, so yeah. we're just kind of in and out. <laughs> we don't want it to be too, you know, straight, straightforward. Uh, I think it's a local thing because another guy said his internet went down. But it's just it was just kind of brief, I guess, because we're back in it, baby. And uh, you may have noticed by now that uh, we have another person here that y'all have never seen before. It's his first time. Not it's like <laughs> let's see your third time. <laughs> Only his twelfth time here. One we more got... time. One more time. I'm gonna get me some fake earmuffs and put them on. Make it look like I'm right. Like just get you some furry ones. Let's get some. Just wear your ear protection. <laughs> Furry ones. Okay, there's the question yeah. of the day. If a service animal can fly on an airplane free and some and someone claims to be a furry, then can someone claim them as their emotional support person and fly on the airplane free? Surely. Yeah, I think we I need mean, to I, We gotta do that for the Alaska trip coming the up. Lo <laughs> the logic lines up. <laughs> In this country, it does. Yeah, the la the that line of logic, <laughs> whether it's logical or not, lines up. So, welcome back for the third time. Hey, my pleasure. You're basically, you you know, you're here more than Peyton is. Because <laughs> Peyton oh, yeah. has a real job. <laughs> yes, that's sweet. what he says. That's what he says anyway. You'll never know when I'm asleep and when I'm not asleep. It's just kind of like... I figured out your schedule. Uh, it only took a year. Because I'm pretty sure it took a, you a year to figure it out, too. You figured it out already? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You try something new and it throws you off for three months. I'm just hoping, now that I can say it, I couldn't say it last week, but now that Jonathan's done quit... <laughs> Maybe I'll get moved back to day shift here soon, man. Maybe, nice. maybe so. Who knows? Maybe so. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> For real. We can work out together. You think that's why I'm doing it? It's trying to be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, but we're talking about benefits besides the actual getting to sleep part. Oh, yeah, you mean you get to work out with me now. Yeah. yeah. And we could go on a backpacking trip. Yeah. I was just talking to him before the, you know, the government clipped our internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was like, hey, we can go on a uh, a backpacking trip. Now I'm getting there equipment-wise. I ordered a backpack. Oh, what'd you get? I, I, I used one. I got the exact same one Peyton has, but you know, awesome. I'm not saying it's the best one, but it was on, it was half price hey, and I liked it. That's the best one. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it to me. It's only 40 bucks. So I was like, Hey, it looked legit when Peyton had it. So 
Yeah, it looks like a backpack. It works. Yeah, it looks like it'll fit stuff. something in there. Just don't get too thick of stuff, and you'll be. Uh, yeah, I gotta get like happy. a sleeping bag. So I, I got a couple of questions to ask you regarding like equipment, uh, because I've actually started camping since it's, I think it's since the last time you came on. I've camped twice. Awesome. One with Peyton. Uh, both terrible nights of sleep, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but first off, I wanted to mention how. Uh, I went to Walmart, like, at the end of the ice storm. If you don't know, we had, like, this... We live in Mississippi, so if ice comes down, it shuts us down. You know, we're not equipped to handle that. And it was just, like, you couldn't drive, really. You know, that there's still ice on the ground right now. I don't know how people are driving. I saw a pile of ice in Piggly Wiggly. They should not have the schools <laughs> open right now. So, yeah. But anyways, it shuts us down. So, I was, uh... You know, and everybody always mentions, like, the ice storm of 94 or whatever. Yeah. Because the power was out for so long or whatever. Uh, so, I, everybody, every time somebody hears about an ice storm, they it's kind of, you know, Armageddon grocery hauls going in, yeah. bread and milk. And so, I went to the Walmart. And if you don't know, Walmart's really slept on when it comes to camping gear. Because I never thought of Walmart as a place to get any type of camping gear. But they have, like, a full row. Like more than Dick's Sporting Goods, but these are our local places. If well, I'm sure you go to fancy places, like I know you go to REI. Or... I typically do it all online. I go yeah. to REI when I want to return something. See, when I go shopping, if it's right there in front of me, I'm a whole lot more likely to buy it. Yeah. Like, not me. Geez, I saw this I, online. See, online it feels like it's not real money. You know, yeah, I'll spend more. <laughs> but go like, ahead, just click. Right, you can see the actual link of the sleeping bag, too. Yeah. So, actually, I bought a bunch of stuff, but I did notice that the camping section was wiped out. Yeah. Like, I'm just... And it, I think it has to do with the storm. And I just wanted to draw a parallel there of, like, being prepared for, like, ice storms and stuff like that. And camping. Like, camping... Yep. If you can camp, if you can be a good camper, and not, like, not glamping, but, like, like literally living out there with no technology, you could pretty much be prepared and survive a lot of things. Oh yeah, at least have experience. You're basically putting yourself out there to. You're like, you know, who needs all that? Who needs electricity, right? I'm just gonna go. I got this nice hundred thousands of dollars house I could stay in. I'm gonna go stay in the woods <laughs> for well, that's fun. What we did as soon as they were predicting the ice, uh, not just snow, but ice. And uh, that's what we did. I keep most of my uh, items that are typically I carry on every backpacking trip. I keep them in my backpack. So all I do is go pull my backpack out yes. and put it in the bedroom or some place that's easily accessible. I mean, we have cook stove. We have gas. We have about everything. Even if it gets cold, like you say, we've got the goose down sleeping bags. Yeah. We've got about all we need. Some, uh, hey, re dehydrated meals, Peyton. And uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, and that's kind of like one one thing I want to like build out is that that backpacking bag, just because it has so many parallels with like just being prepared. Surviving. How tall are you, like, How tall you, are you Dylan? Uh, five ten. Five ten. Hey, look! If you go to Walmart in Batesville right now, go on the clearance aisle. They have a youth camping combo you can buy. It's got the tent, sleeping bags, and everything. Thirty dollars. 
really. I think I think Abby showed me that. I did. I, I, I saw him today. I always check the clearance out. I need anything or yeah. not. I check the clearance out. Hey, it, it actually would. You know, all serious. It would be good for kids, especially if you're just going on a yeah. weekend camp, camping out. Especially if you're what they call car camping, when you're going to drive to a campsite. Yeah, and. and, and camp from that it would be great for the kids yeah there's a lot more stuff you can there's a there's, there's a difference between backpacking which i haven't gotten into but i'm preparing like that's yeah. what i'm aiming for right and just you know like we're just like what i've been doing is just driving up and there's a couple extra luxuries you can have if you just, it, just it have is. a car right there it is but it's a good way also you can use it as a good way to prep for backpacking because you just limit yourself and stay with what you would carry with you on the, right. the only difference would be you're not hiking into wherever you're going to camp just your car is your backpack you know exactly no no pack your pack carry everything yeah. with you once you get out of the vehicle just go ahead and lock it get away from it and and, and camp that night or weekend whatever yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. Like, yeah, we have like a a thing we're doing in a month. It's eight of us, I think eight guys, and we're just kind of we're doing fitness, we're camping. I don't know what Peyton has planned for us, but it's gonna be really fun. But we're like when I'm when I'm preparing and like my packing list and what I'm bringing, I'm thinking backpack. Like, I want to just be able to take a backpack and just have it ready and be like, all right, I'm going camping. You know, just throw it in the car and go. Well, we got, a, we got Emily, something going on. Emily trying to sneak in without being seen. So I was kind of, <laughs> I can hear her going. Just put her on the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, because I've been trying to get my wife to go camping for the past month, which I use my birthday as the reason. Because my birthday was like a month ago, but we had the ice storms so that put us off for two weeks because it was so cold. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, I don't know what happened last week, but we couldn't do it. And then this week, at first, like the radar was like showing like no rain. Oh yeah. So by the time we had, I had convinced her to uh, send the kids off, and me and her yep. go camping. We saw the radar, but I was like, we're going. You know, we ha on the land we camp on, we have a cabin too. So oh, we actually good. ended up in the cabin, but yeah. that's a that's a long story. We Friday spent half the night. Friday evening and Friday night would have been okay, at least where we yeah. are in it. Uh, but come Saturday, it was uh, it went from sunny, shiny, and warm to drizzly to rain to cool. It was uh, it was fine until the fire got so wet that it wouldn't burn. <laughs> so we and it got cold and we didn't we don't have sleeping pads which i'm well, looking for never too wet to burn that's what you oh, said well when the wood i was working with there's an exception <laughs> but all that wood out there is rotted it's just been sitting out there so it wasn't burning very well but it's probably that that rodent's fault that yeah. they were waiting to hear from on the wet see if we're gonna have early spring or or more winter it's his fault i'm sure Probably. Well, we finally got her to go camp. I got her to go camping, and you know, it, it. She was wanting to go in the cabin. She was not planning on going in the tent, and I convinced her to sleep in the tent, and that lasted till about three in the morning. Mm. Then we went in the cabin. But yes, we need. I need. Uh, which I'm. What I want from you tonight. You don't have to do it right now. I want a recommendation on sleeping pads. Something that's not going to break the budget. 
but would be okay. I mean, I, I could, you know, it didn't, I was going to sleep there all night, even if I slept good or not. Right. But that's something I got for you. To well, do. a lot Some of that. Homework. Well, wait, there's <laughs> things to consider for your uh, sleeping pad. Uh, number one, different people like different uh, thicknesses. Uh, I mean, they you can get them anything from an inch to up to four. I, one of them I use is four inches. And that's because I don't have to blow it up super tight. So it still has some give and it's comfortable. But if I, I don't, I'm not a good back sleeper. I roll and toss and turn all mm -hmm. night. So when I turn on my side, my hip bone and my shoulder bone doesn't collapse through the, uh, through the sleeping pad and, and contact the ground. So I'm not, I'm not bone on ground that way. So that's one of the things to consider how thick of a pad you want. But the biggest thing is uh, they, they make multiple season pads. The temperature you're going to be sleeping in is a huge factor uh, in your, in your sleeping pad. Uh, your sleeping pad has to much, has as much to do about your comfortableness or temperature regulating uh, when you're sleeping uh, as your actual sleeping bag does. You can get the best sleeping bag in the world just about, but if you're sleeping in a sleeping pad that's letting everything from the ground come straight up to direct contact with you, uh, your sleeping bag will not be as efficient, therefore not as effective, if you've got a good sleeping pad. Peyton and I, when we went on our trip, last trip where he tried to kill me, uh, that, yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to work on forgiving you on that. But anyway, uh, it was predicted, what, 27 degrees or something like 20? It was below freezing, it was predicted. Um, and we really didn't know what the, the environment we would be camping in. And actually, we wound up in a, down in a low hole, uh, right along water, a running creek. So you've got moisture. It's already cold. Um, now, we were sleeping in a tent, not hammocks that night. And we set up. But... Uh, I have my my sleeping bag is a forty degree sleeping bag I got off of Amazon for like sixty bucks. It's goose down, uh, which you don't want to get that wet either. I mean, especially a cheap one uh, because you'll lose all of its insulating properties. You know, with that. But what I did, I had my uh, sleeping pad, uh, and I'd have to look on my REI to make sure exactly. It's a Cedar Summit, is what it is. Um, but it's four inches thick, and they have R ratings. I mean, and that, that is awesome. It used to not be standardized across the board. Now there's a standardization to the R ratings on sleeping pads. Used to, I mean, every company might make their own standard up. So you weren't mm -hmm. co necessarily comparing oranges to oranges. And now there's a standard. And, 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 and most of them, when you look at it, it will show you if it's a 2.R value, 2.2. It'll show you basically is that a 1.0 you know, one season, two season, three season, or four season. Um, and it'll give you an approximate uh, temperature rating that it's good for. So I took that. That was the best one I had. Uh, I wanted to spend more money to get a, uh, mine is, I think mine's like 3.2 or something, uh, R factor rating. I mean, I want to spend the money and get a Nemo Tensor Extreme. Uh, it has an eight point something rating. It, it's like the highest rating you, yeah, sleeping pads you can buy, but they didn't have one in stock anywhere. I could even get it shipped to me. At least REI didn't. I like REI because I can take stuff back if it didn't, if it just don't work. Oh, you yeah. just don't like it. It don't have to be defective. If it just didn't work for you, you you have a year, up to don't a year. Like, yeah, you like can take it back. Work, yeah, you me. get reimbursed or swap it out, whatever you need to do. So I, I really enjoy okay. that. I'm, I'm not 
promoting the RE, uh, it's just there are some advantages to that. But um, Sounds but like I did that. I took my I took my uh Sea to Summit, uh, and I took it. Uh, I had also uh, I used uh, one of those Z folding pads, the little thin uh pads. I put it down. First thing I did was yeah. I have a, a Gossamer Gear thin pad. They call it. It's only an eighth of inch thick, but it's worth uh, 0.5 R value. So everything counts. And, and, and that's the thing. If you, if you're not going to do a lot of cold, cold weather camping, you don't want to invest the money probably to buy a super high or upper high RA value. What you can do is get, get a, get a good one. That's good for most of all of your camping. And then like the little Z pad, those things don't cost much at all, but they're like, two you can get them up to two you know point oh artifact and anything you you put on top, yeah exactly so by the time i was sleeping let's get five uh, of those z's that's it man a ten. by the time i got to i had my thin pad down i had my z pad down then i had my my actual sleeping see the summit sleeping pad down you know i was up at a high five almost six which is super good we slept that night it didn't get as as cold as they said uh but i'm I literally had to, during the night, uh, use the zipper, which I'd never used before in my sleeping bag. I'd always used it like an open blanket. But I had to use the zipper during the night to prevent <laughs> sweating so I wouldn't get too cold. So, I mean, it uh, worked out good. So, Peyton, and When he got up to pee at 2 in the morning, I never went back to sleep. So. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a sleeping pad, Peyton? I do not. I should have kept You his. didn't bring one. I, I mean, know you didn't have oh, one when we camped. Uh, I'm actually about to buy one right now. Uh, Buy two of them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm buying ear protection over here, and while we were talking, I was just looking at some stuff. That's what I've learned. But, I actually learned this the first time we went camping that a sleeping pad was uh, needed because we actually it was yeah. me, Peyton, and Peyton Franklin, and uh, Franklin did not bring a sleeping bag, so we kind of all shared one. I don't know what Peyton Cook did, but I know me and Franklin shared a sleeping bag just open. Because it was yeah. very hot. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, we were like a three, it was like a three man tent, but you know, that's like, we're three big dudes. So yeah, it was very physical touch in there, uh, but <laughs> half naked in there. And uh, we're not going to get into any more details about that. But uh, <laughs> if there's not but, pictures, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 But we started out hot and woke up cold. I noticed like, even this past weekend, it was kind of like that. But, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I learned my lesson then that I need a sleeping pad. And, yeah. you know, it's been so long that I forgot my lesson. So I relearned my lesson. Yeah. And that's the, that's what woke Abby up is uh, her. She said her back was cold from the ground. Yeah. I, sleeping on the ground, I kind of, I can't sleep on my back just because yeah. it's kind of the same way as you. I sleep on yeah. my side. So, but sleeping pad, that might be a game changer. Hey, yeah. I, we have like four different sleeping pads if you want to get them, try them. And, and, and even if it's not the exact pad you get, you can find some of the features in them, like the, the thickness. Uh, yeah. Is it a self-inflating? You know, here's a big thing. Self-inflating sleeping pads. Uh, the We carried two on our, two actual what I'd call sleeping pads uh, on our mm -hmm. trip on the Penn Holty uh, in Alabama. And one of those, I think Peyton used the self-inflating. And all you do is when you get to camp and set everything up, you just open the valve 
and it's got foam in it that's kind of zigzag. It's Z-stacked that when you roll it up, it collapses. You get there, you just open the valve, and it all comes back to its to its original cool. form. And then when you start to get in bed, you may put a puff or two of air in it just to get it to the how, how tight you want it, how stiff you want the sleeping pad to be for the night. Mine, that four-inch dude, it's 78 inches long, 25 inches wide, four inches thick. But it's got a, man, they've got some super stuff now. They got that little blow-up bag, that bellow bag. That dude's bad news. You ask Peyton, cool. you would never I seen somebody use that. four breaths. On the fourth breath into that thing and rolling it up, it will pop that bellow bag out off of my pad because it, it's too full. So full. Yeah, I mean, it's on, and you, we're just talking about a breath. Just, it'd take you forever. It'd take you forever if you was to try to blow it dude up with just your mouth. I don't know how they, how that works, but it works. Especially with like a 32 heart rate, man. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, somebody's on my watch. What's it? Look, y'all got me excited. I'm 101 right now. Let's go. I know how it's much, not. How much caffeine have you taken caffeine. today? <laughs> oh, you're doing some right now. <laughs> I'm so at a Peyton, solid 62. They're not Let's gonna. Go. They're, they definitely aren't gonna come after you today, Peyton, because you shaved. So yeah. Well, I don't know. I got to look at. Uh, you can still see like some where the stuff was. So. People have been making fun of him. Like they don't agree with what we say in our shorts, and they'll just call it. They'll like make fun of his mustache for no reason. <laughs> They'd be like, I'm offended at this. Your mustache yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you get old. <laughs> All right, we have a comment. Uh -oh. Owen Reigns says hello. That's my brother-in-law. Hello, Owen. He wants to go camping with me. He wanted me to go get one of those youth things. <laughs> yeah. I, I told him, yeah, he Not said three of them. The $30 deal. Hey, they had more than three. The $30 deal, man. You'll get 17 of them. All right, let's see. So what do you think? I know you've talked about this before, but we might have newer listeners oh, on. Uh-huh. Uh, what are the, like, if you're going to start camping. Yep. What gear, what's the first thing you want to buy? The very first thing. Camping or backpacking? Camping. Like, if camping. you just want to start with camping and then transition to backpacking. Well, mo well, see, that's hard to say because I to say I would say shelter first. But there's some people, depending on the weather, they what they call cowboy camp. They lay their pad out on. Say again. Yeah, just out. Yeah, it's just in the open. Yeah, it's just you lay a pad down, and if you've got the cover or whatever, you use that. I would probably say for me, especially in Mississippi, because we're going. It, it may be yeah. nice weather. You probably going to have mosquitoes, uh, insects, dragons. Uh, so I would most likely say start with the shelter. Shelter. Now, if we're talking about backpacking, uh, you know, they say pick your big three. But I will say that a lot of times you see now, they say if you're going to buy a backpack, specifically for, for backpacking, especially for a specific trip, then you buy your other items, and that will determine how much volume, capacity of a mm -hmm. backpack you need. So you need to buy that towards the end once you know how much room capacity you'll need but the shelter i would think would be number one just like the other night e even though y'all were in a tent uh, shelter was important that's why she wanted to get into the cabin we we right. we, we, we always need shelter uh, it may not be protective enough from what, what they call the widow makers uh which are uh treetops tree limbs trees themselves that 
that you really have to, one thing that a lot of people don't think about when they go camping is checking for mm. widow makers. Look up. We always look down to see if there's rocks and stuff. Those are not, are not life-threatening, but falling tree limbs, falling trees, those can be life-threatening and taking. So you always, when you're picking that spot, don't ever forget to look up, not just down. But I would say I, shelter. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was laying in the tent, and it was raining. <laughs> and I was like, man, I hope a tree limb doesn't fall down. But I was like, well, it's not a crazy storm out right now. But still, you know, it doesn't make yeah. sense if there's like a dead tree limb up there. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be bad, windy, or bad stormy. It can just be the timing of it. It might just be, might just be the timing. Yeah, anything can drop dead, kind of like Peyton tried to do me, but the old (laughs) man survived. Well, what happened? Tell us what happened. (laughs) Hinted at it twice. (laughs) Oh no, no, no! I'm just still mad at him. But anyway, no. That who knows? The the doctors hadn't even figured it out yet. We go in. Look, I had been on that same trail, the section leading up to where I came off the trail, exactly where that girl dropped, the the shuttle driver dropped us out in the road. Well, she drops us out. We we head up the trail. I'd been there a month before, did 12.3 miles in under four miles on that trail. I actually even jogged about a mile, a little over a mile of it. Felt great, felt good. I've had historically over the past several years, I've had issues with getting enough air. So that's not a new thing to me, but it's never been anything that stopped me. Uh, so it might slow me down a little, and I might have to pace myself. But boy, Peyton and I got on that trail. I mean, as soon as we hit the first little bit of incline, I mean, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't get enough air. I was having to stop and lean on my trekking poles or on a tree, find a down tree or a stump and sit on it. I mean, we're talking about... That might be less than 100 yards. When I get up and start going, I had to stop again. Poor Peyton come back one time and just checked on me. He said, oh, make sure you hadn't fall down in a ditch or nothing, in the creek. You know, and I appreciate it. But I said, man, just go on. Look, that dude was at the campsite with a fire going by the time I got there. So sometimes being slow isn't necessarily bad, you know, if you don't want camp duty. But, but yeah. you know, I just couldn't get enough air. We went in seven, what, mine marked right at seven miles. I think he, his watch logged 1,700 feet of elevation, which is not a lot of ele- tremendous elevation over seven miles. It's really not. So the, the difficulty of the grain did not explain the difficulty I was having hiking. We get to the camp. Once I, I'm going downhill or flat, I was great. Got there. Uh, Peyton was doing the fire. I, I was pitching the tent. He came over and helped me get a good set on it. And we were both doing different things. Got in got in it and went to sleep that night. It was good. Started out the next morning. And the first quarter of a mile was the, the, the elevation was straight up. But they did have switchbacks. Uh, and we went up. And sure enough, I mean, I can still see the campsite where the tent was when we crossed that creek. Started up. And I hadn't gone, I bet you, 30 yards up. Uh, elevation or incline, uh, and I'm already leaning on a tree. Once we got that quarter of a mile up on top of the hill and leveled out, because most of all that was road walking from that point on, uh, I had no difficulty breathing. Uh, we were we averaged three point something miles an hour uh, on on that six point something miles. But at about three miles in, I looked down at my Garmin, and it showed my heart rate was 45. 
So I took a picture of it and sent it to my son, Jonathan. You know, I said, hey, look at the old man, you know. And I said, I wish I could claim that was good cardio, but I really think I'm just dying, you know. So yeah. it, I never felt anything, wasn't dizzy. I mean, of course, the day before, it was hard breathing, but but I never felt bad. But we 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 marched it on in, uh, got to the Jeep, start, really didn't. You know, it stayed around 45 most of the time when I was looking at it, but never felt anything. Got in the Jeep and started home, had my iPhone up on the dash for my little GPS map. And when I opened it up, it was my Garmin Connect page and my heart rate was 33. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I've been there before and the doctor chewed me out. So we, I left it there and kept watching it, and it stayed down a little Thursday. It would bump back up to 40-something or maybe 50, and it'd go back down to 30. One time when I looked, it was 29. And actually, the uh, the ER in Oxford told me, had, had my heart rate hit 29 while I was in the ER, they would have started chest compressions on me. I said, well, I'd open my eyes, tell you, I'm sorry to tell you, to inform you, but I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. So we, I'm right I here. actually wound up, I called, number one, I called a paramedic friend of mine, you know, and I said, I'm calling you because I know if I call my PCP, they're going to tell me to pull this Jeep over and get to an ER. And um, <laughs> I talked to him, but when it went all the way down to 29, I'm like, eh, I better call and let them know. So I called my primary care physician's office. She wasn't there, but the nurse was. Uh, she was very um, helpful. She stayed on the phone for over eight minutes with us. And, of course, once I started reading my current at that time, heart rate out to her. She told me, she said, you need to pull over, stop driving, and get to the nearest ER. I knew they was going to say that, and that just wasn't in my plans for the day. Now, I'm talking. <laughs> I say something. Now, now, here, here's what you got to hear now. That little smiling dude over on the other side of that screen. Look, that nurse, she heard me say something. And she said, you you got somebody with you? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. She said, well, you need to pull over and let him drive. That sucker wouldn't drive, man. Let me tell you, he stayed over there watching a football game, sleeping. And I'm like, dude, we're just going to die together then, you know, if I pass out at the wheel. But I didn't feel bad at all. I mean, honestly. Actually, the ER doctor, even though they have checked my Garmin three different times, at a doctor's office to see if it was accurate in, in uh, calculating heart rate. And all three times it was dead on with their equipment. Well, what the ER doctor thought was he, he didn't think my heart rate actually got to 29. He thinks uh, I was skipping beats and my Garmin didn't know how to process it skipping beats. So it was just trying to calculate it. And with it skipping beats, it calculated that I was hitting 29, and he didn't believe that. So I've had some tests done. I went the next morning. I came home uh, three three or four times that night. It dropped back down to the 30s for a two-minute average. Uh, so we went to the ER in Oxford the next day, and they did a, they did a EKG, and, and the, the ER doctor said, oh, it's fine. You know, and with my history of a brain tumor, <laughs> he said, well, when's the last time you looked at that? And I'm like, 2017? He's like, well, let's look at that. Maybe that's causing this. So they sent me to get a CT and an MRI. I wish you could have been there, honestly. My man comes walking, backing into the room, pulling his little cart that has his laptop up on the top of it. He leaves it right in the doorway. And he turns around and he says, did they ever tell you what kind that was? I said, well, no, I've never let them biopsy it. He said, it, they've never told you what it was or given you a name for it. I said, no, sir. I said, I've never let them biopsy it. So that's just been brain mass or whatever. 
So he says, let me read you what the radiologist said. So he turns around, walks back to his little laptop. He starts logging in. And he turns to me, he said, I'm telling you, I called the radiologist to verify they didn't mix your films or your report up with another patient. Because I'm telling you, the patient, these, re these results belong to should not be alive. So he turns around, he starts reading this doctor's report on my brain tumor and uh, its location and its size. And he's just kind of like, he was freaking out, but it wasn't news to me or God. It's been there, we know, since 2005. And uh, it had grown between 2005 and 2017, but I don't think there's much growth or difference at all between 2017 and when they re-imaged it in the e there in the ER. But he's freaking out. I mean, he's standing over by my bed talking to my wife and I. And he looks at me and he says, I'm telling you, you should be dead. You know, we're, we're talking. And uh, while well, I had my shirt on, I got it winter jam from uh, oh, New Song, Newsboys, whoever they are. And it's just got, it's black and has a big white cross. And across the cross beam, it says, just Jesus with a period mark behind it. My man was middle of his sentence and he looks at my shirt and he just stops he goes that's it that's the only reason you're alive god's the only reason you're still alive and i told him oh yeah i said i understand that clearly so we discussed it my man forgot all about my heart issue and he done got me an appointment <laughs> with a neurosurgeon in memphis that coming wednesday i mean and he's just like we're going to look at one thing at a time and we're going to get this this thing in your head figured out and deal with that and he said then we'll look at your heart and i'm thinking Dude, I had a cardiac issue on the trail. I don't care how you react. We've known this for how, for how many years now? 19 years? I, mean, that's not, I wasn't telling him that. I was thinking that. So as soon as I got out of there, uh, I talked to a friend uh, who's friends with a doctor in Oxford. That doctor called and got me an appointment uh, in the uh, Stern cardiology group. Uh, they got me in. Uh, well, even before I got there, Dr. May had gone and reviewed uh, my EKG that I had in the ER that the ER doctor said, oh, yeah, it's, it's normal. <laughs> then I read my, my chart online, and it says evidence of an anterior infarct. I went, oh, no, because I did nuclear medicine maybe 10 years, and we did heart studies. I'm like, an anterior infarct? That's not good at all. So what it was saying was I had a heart attack in the front portion of my heart, which is typically left ventricle, which supplies 80% of your blood volume uh, to your body which would explain why I couldn't get enough oxygen. I wasn't having enough circulation of blood uh, in order to, to supply enough oxygen that I needed when I would go under strain. Uh, so, uh, you know, he, they said that. So when I met with the cardiologist, they said, listen, you've had a heart attack, but it wasn't on this trip. That was some time back. Uh, and I, it's probably the first year I ever, in 2017, when I first started exercising, about killed my dumb self. I thought I was hurting so bad just because I was breathing so deep and hard and fast from trying to run, which I couldn't. And um, that's probably when it happened. So I've probably had this since 2017. And uh, I've just learned to kind of live with it. And thank God I hadn't, you know, pushed it any further or done more damage. But they've done the treadmill test, stress test. And that was crazy. They tell you, they did that. I, got, I show up and she said, now, Mr. Howe, she said, there's not a, a stopping point for this test. We just go to you have to stop. And I'm thinking, lady, we're going to be here all day. If all I'm going to be doing <laughs> is walking on a treadmill. Well, she she laid me down, put that blood cuff, blood pressure cuff on my arm. And she said, I got to call the doctor. We can't even start your test. Your blood pressure's too high. And I'm like, what? She said, yeah. So she calls him and he says, well, wait. 15, 20 minutes, see if the bottom, it was the bottom number that was too high. 
it was within five or six points of when they would have to stop the test. She said, we can't start. So they, we finally waited. It gets back down in the nineties, you know, like that's a good, you know, no, that's terrible on the bottom. So they get, get it down in the nineties. So she said, well, let, let's get started. We get up on that treadmill. Of course, I count every step as an activity. I'm at a doctor's appointment getting a heart test, and I start my Garmin on a treadmill activity. See, that's why you can't come to the challenge. <laughs> so I started it. Look, you know what my Garmin, my Garmin recorded 0 0.18 of a mile, and they stopped that test because my blood pressure on top was 277, and they shut the machine down. Good I was Lord. like, oh, man. I didn't feel anything. I wasn't short of breath, but they stopped it. They did an echocardiogram, ultrasound of my heart. So they've got those. They had the results of that. I had to wear a heart monitor for two weeks. Uh, they're processing that information. Uh, it should have already been done, but the mail didn't run for a week out here because of the ice on the ground. So uh, they finally got that. They're processing, processing that. I'm going to follow up on the 19th. And you know, I hope what we find, well, he told me the very first day I went in there, the cardiologist, he said, we may not figure out what happened on that trail. It's behind us. And if you're not repeating that while we're doing our studies, I, I can't tell you what happened. He said, if we get enough indicators uh, from these tests that indicate what probably happened, he said, then we might, you know, narrow it down by that. But they called me the other day and they said, so far, there's nothing grossly, you know, standing out on any of the tests. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened that day. Because it's time to go on another trip. I think it's time to go on a diet. You know, I think I was just too old fat and out of shape. That <laughs> well, may have something to shape. do with it. Round is a shape. They it say, is. So. <laughs> so we do have a we do have a couple of chats. You got Hold something up. to say, Peyton? Yeah, I want to say uh, I've heard him tell this story, you know, several times now. But this is the first time I've actually heard him mention the fact that at one point, because uh, I remember we were in the we had got Chick Fil A, I think. <laughs> oh we were yeah, in the, I got we were in the park, nuggets. Yeah, we were in the parking lot of Chick Fil A. And I'm going through the bag, getting our food, my, my food out and his food. It's like, hey, man, my watch just hit like 27 or 28 yeah. beats per minute. I'm over here like, man, who am I going to call first when this dude dies in this driver's seat <laughs> over here? <laughs> Maybe calling Jesus. <laughs> You're going to be calling Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'd be shaking hands with him. Peyton better be calling on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy well there for it's crazy for a little while, but here I am. Yep, we're here. But I enjoyed the trip. Hey, I've already gone on there, and I've mapped out two different sections that we can do the next time. The next section that picks up from where we we hiked back to what they call the Penhote Outdoor Center. Um, so when we finish that, there's a next section that goes north from it. But it's a lot of road walking. But if we skip that 10 miles go above it ever how many I, I, i've got a 19 mile section marked out that we can hike back south to that and, and most all of that's going to be uh in the woods off roads and everything so sounds like fun oh yeah let me know i'm ready uh, hey well i'm not completely i don't have the gear all but you have gear i could borrow probably oh yeah so. <laughs> spring break they're already i was looking ahead going hey i wonder if we can do this on spring break but they're showing freezing weather at spring break again that other front that's coming back through let's get it uh, i would say like 90 percent of the gear i used on that trip was his yeah <laughs> like i used my own sleeping bag and obviously my clothes and stuff hey. but like shoes everything else was his <laughs> hey. all right so we have a 
a commenter. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I didn't have anything. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna like these comments, but Carson said, "Who do you guys think would win hand to hand comment between the three of us?" Hand to hand comment. Combat. 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 Fighting. Well, if I'm doing hand to hand combat, my right hand's gonna have a Glock in it. <laughs> I mean, don't bring I no knife. Say don't like bring that. a knife to a gunfight, dude. Don't bring no hand, no hand to a hand to hand combat. That that you can call that hand. I mean, it's a handgun. I mean, so hey, I consider that hand combat. Well, I'm too old and hey, slow to true. fight anymore. I, I don't fight anymore. I'll shoot you. You can't even run, can you? We're no, sorry. I can't run. I can't fight. You know, so listen, I'm telling you, whoever's watching this, for you or anybody you love, you better get the word out. This old fat man will shoot you. <laughs> and pray for you after that. <laughs> and I'll pray for I'll wound you first. I'll wound you first and make sure you know Jesus. But if you say yes, you gone. I mean, we we hooking y'all up with a meeting firsthand. Now, if not, you know, I'll, appointment. Witness, I'll witness to you first, you know, and, then you get say, "Well, you going on?" I mean, it's just, hey, that's nine millimeter. <laughs> and all that's that tra- he ain't got to run. Man. He can carry that body away. He you never did go walking with weight. You never did go into your. Uh, I don't know if you you might have told us, but with your uh, you thing that happened at Grenada. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, man, this is bad. This this what what's your podcast rated? Uh, Z. Okay, is that X, Y, Z? So it's even past X. That's, yeah, that's it's all the way. It's everything. Well, look, I, I, I got some, I had to get some counseling, man. That messed me up in my head when, when my man reached through my window grabbing my package. And I'm not talking about my backpack. This ain't no UPS. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't no UPS package. And um, it messed me up. I'm telling you, man, I just, mm, it was rough for a little while. And I'd have never figured that. But <laughs> so. In the counseling session, a counselor tells me, he says, you know, there are people who meet up in locations, known locations, and they have signals of to what level they want to in, engage in, in those type of activities. And I'm like, what? So I was dumb enough to go Google it. Oh, my goodness. I think it's more of a term used in like the UK than here, because even when I used it, went to court, and when I talked to the a uh, prosecuting attorney, I talked to the defense attorney, and to the investigator. None of them had ever heard this terminology. And, of course, the prosecuting attorney, my attorney, standing beside me. I mean, I mean, the defense attorney, she's standing right beside me. And when I said it, I can see her get on her phone, and she and her face was like, I mean, she couldn't believe what she's reading. She starts reading it out loud. We're in one of the back chambers of the courthouse. Because what I did was, hey, I researched it. You know, it's called dogging. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that. If you're a porn watcher, you know the term. But anyway, uh, because when I looked up the term, I'm like, I'll turn this off. Somebody, man, if, if, if Verizon gives my church a printout of what I Googled, oh, no, I'm fired, man. But, oh, it is terrible. It's terrible. Um, but what I learned was for people who engage in the activity of dogging, uh, it. If you pull into one of those known areas, stay in your vehicle and roll your windows down, that says that you're okay with fondling, them fondling you through your window. Well, guess what this idiot did? 
yeah, buddy. Because when my man, he rode up once when I was at the back of my Jeep mixing my uh, Redcon 1 Total War. Uh, anyway, we'll give you a tag to that in the in the comments later. But anyway, uh, when I'm back there mixing that up, he pulls up to the driver's side, doesn't sit there 30 seconds, and leaves. And I'm like, well, okay. So I finished doing my stuff. Well, I was had walked to the right of my Jeep and was throwing the empty water bottles away. My man pulls back up and pulls right up on the driver's side of my Jeep. Well, I'm like... Uh, I was waiting on somebody who was meeting me there to hike anyway. So I'm like, well, I'm not standing out here and it's hot. So I get in my Jeep. I close everything in the back, get in my driver's seat. Well, it's hot. Well, I, I, I'm not going to waste money running the air conditioner in my Jeep. So what do I do? Sit down in my driver's seat and proceed to roll my windows down in my Jeep and just sit there. Well, I guess my man thought I was one of those people that like to engage in those activities. Because when he came to my Jeep and asked, hey, does that trail make a circle and come back? And I looked away from him, pointed away, and said, well, if you'll start right there, it, it makes a loop. And I got about right there, and my brain is going, what are you feeling? I'm like, I don't know. That, that, that ain't me. So I try and look. My man had his hand in my package, you know. And so I, I, shut, I elbowed him out of the window and put my other hand in his face and said, no. And like a little kid, and this is what really convinced me of this, like a little kid, he just stepped back and, and was such a, not only shocked, but like shame on his face and dropped his eyes and said, oh, I'm sorry, backed away, but went over and started down the trail. So I got out and was able to take a picture of his tag and his vehicle and everything. Well, so I called the investigator after I was exposed to that information online. And I, uh, I said, look, what he did, he did. But if what he did, he honestly, I said, not that I agree with it. I think it's not only immoral for me and my belief system, it's sinful. But, but listen, I'm not here to be his priest. My, my question is this, the way it went down, the look on his face, my question is this. Is that what he thought was taking place? If so, that wasn't, there was no criminal intent. He thought I was giving consent. Well, I never heard back from him. But on the day of court, and I show up, they motioned, called my name, motioned me. So the prosecuting attorney uh, who, yeah, that's mine, was the prosecuting attorney, the, the uh, public DA, assistant DA. And then his defense attorney, uh, who was an awesome, nice guy. He, he holds, a, he's an attorney, degree of law. But he also has a, a seminary degree. You know, so uh, we connected well and was discussing. We get in there and, and the investigator said, would you share with him what you shared with me? Because my stance was, even though it was wrong, even though he did that, if, it, if there was no criminal intent involved, because if he really believed that's what I was indicating, then to him, it wasn't a criminal offense. It wasn't against my will or nothing else. You know, I said, I, I'm willing, you know, to uh, drop the charges or whatever. If he will, you know, this probably sounds stupid to some people, promise. If he guarantees he will never do this. I said, look, and if that's his lifestyle, this is his lifestyle. They better find them a better system. I said, he, he's lucky. I said, and of course, you know, hey, here's a word for Mississippi. I was told multiple times there is no, uh, where I thought it was going to be uh, 
they said it was simple assault, that there is no such thing, they say, for, for adults in Mississippi as sexual assault. That what he did to me, they do not consider sexual assault. You know, so my question is, well, if that's my wife's in there, or that defense attorney, that's your wife sitting in my Jeep or her Jeep, you know, and that happened. Would you consider it sexual assault? Now, they said there is no sexual assault charge in the state of Mississippi for adults. And I'm like, well, that's wrong. That needs to be changed. You know, so anyway, you know, we walked through it. And of course, then that <laughs> the uh, prosecuting attorney, my attorney, she reads the definition of dogging out loud in that room and everybody it was kind of quiet for a second or two and i looked at that at his attorney i said my question is is that what your client thought was happening i said if that's it then then you can call me foolish and i've had other people just oh he got by with no if that was true then he didn't have criminal intent with and I said, if that's the case, then he his name and his family's name, because his mother is in that same town, you know, has a daycare. I said their family name doesn't need to be dragged through this court publicly if that wasn't the intent. Well, he said, well, I can't go out there and ask my uh, my client that. I never ask my client if they if they actually did what they're accused of doing. I'm like, well, that's bad business. But anyway. He, um, he said, I can't do that. He said, but what I can guarantee you, because they had already discussed it. He said, what I can guarantee you is he will never appear in court. He'll never be charged again with this ever again. I can guarantee you that. And uh, so what they offered was to, uh, let me remand uh, the charges into a file that if he doesn't, if he's not charged with something else, doesn't appear before the court within X number of months, then at that point in time, the charge drops out of the file, goes away. But if he commits another crime, doesn't he have to be that crime? If he if he's staying in that court again, then that comes back to the table and he is held accountable for that charge too. And I was like, I, I'm good with that. I said, I'm good with dismissing it, you know, if that's what we're saying. And, and that's how it rolled out. You know, um, it's, that's a perverted lifestyle. It's a sinful lifestyle. Uh, but I did tell his attorney, I said, you better warn your buddy. He better get him a better system. I said, because very seldom am I sitting in that Jeep with my pistol either not on me or literally between my seat and the console. And I asked, I said, so there, there, it's, not, it's not a criminal offense as far as sexual you know, assault? And he said, no. I said, well, let me ask this. Would I have been justified by law to pull a pistol out and stick it in his face and shoot him? And it was real quiet. And they said, well, he was assaulting you. Yes. I'm like, see, I could have invoked the death penalty on him as being an idiot by doing what he did when the law says there's, that's not even really punishable, you know? And, uh, and I'm glad, listen, I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad I didn't have it. I'm glad I didn't because I'd have never been able to forget the sound of that pistol going off. I'd have never been able to get the look on his face, the blood, whatever went down. I'd have never been able to get that out of my memory. But what I have now is that I pray and trust that I extended mercy and grace to someone 
you know, even even his uh, profile picture and stuff on Facebook was a lifestyle uh, that I don't walk in. And I believe that God declares sinful uh, because of who his partner was in that picture. The Immediately the day after that, his profile picture changed. And he don't display that type of lifestyle to any degree on his Facebook page at all. Now, that may have been advised by his lawyer or it may have been a true life change. Uh, my life changed not because I learned what I was doing was sinful, but because mercy and grace was shown to me by God. And mercy and grace wins out over the law every time. And I pray he was able to connect the dots of being shown mercy and grace in the court of law of this land and that God extends mercy, grace, and forgiveness to anyone who will trust and believe in Jesus. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Ask me another question that takes me 30 minutes to answer. Uh, is, there, is there such thing that exists? <laughs> yeah, no. It <laughs> takes me longer than 30 minutes to answer anything. <laughs> Yeah, we were actually just talking in the comments. You were, because uh, Carson said that, and then he said, you probably have that dog in you. Uh, and I told him I was going to ask you that question about the hand-to-hand the -hand combat when you got done talking. Carson said, this is now the Roger cast. He's going to check back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, my reputation, I, yeah. my reputation precedes me. <laughs> right. I said you are you're actually a good guest for when me and Cookie don't like have anything to say. Like, <laughs> call yeah, him just, in, he'll talk. Call, yeah, no, it'll, it'll I don't feel like host. talking tonight. Let's just get him. He'll say something. And we're already <laughs> almost an hour in and I feel like we've only asked you two questions. <laughs> that sounds like my sermons. <laughs> We'd be at an hour ago. All right, now point number three. Hey you're you're we're probably closing, one of those and then we got another hour left. You're one of those preachers that was like all right, and so my, you're talking for like 45 minutes, and then you're like, all right, so my title is... Exactly. I had a guy tell me one time that my sermons really aren't that long. It's the 20-minute introductions and 20-minute closures I add to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's psychological, too, because you're like, okay, we're about to be done, and then 20 minutes later makes it seem like so long. Oh, when yeah. When you already wind, wind down your brain. Oh, no, I tell them, and I always tell them, hey, if you're diabetic or if you have to take a medicine before you eat, Usually about an hour into my sermon, I say, you might want to go ahead and take it about right now. You ought to be good about an hour from now. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Carson said he's, he thinks we're going to be here all day. <laughs> it's night. Yeah. Paul preached to some dude went to sleep in the upper window, fell out, broke yeah. his neck, died. Listen, he revived my man, went back Kept. in the same house, <laughs> preached till sun up. So don't be dogging on me now. Hey, no dog, no dogging on the podcast. <laughs> we yeah, keep that. <laughs> no hey, doggy, Car doggy. <laughs> Carson said that man got him a good old handful. <laughs> well, that would be an exaggeration. <laughs> well, we'll move on, move on, move on. <laughs> All right, let's we see. Better move move on. On. Yeah, Preacher we'll move on. The Bible right. church next week. <laughs> Yes, that's another that's another strike. Uh, Carson's trying to get another one. He said, "Can you get Roger to say that the ATF identifies as a male who's attacked attracted to other males?" Carson, that kind of we're we're gonna move on from from that subject there. 
<laughs> uh, Lost Signal Design Co. Only remember the name because it's right here. He, that's Carson's Design Company. I'm just giving them a shout out. Uh, y'all go get a graphic design. Hey, if you need any logos for your church, hit Carson mm-hmm. up. Lost Signal Design Co. When y'all come down with merch. Hey. That's what I was thinking about the other day, man. Carson, just send us some merch, man. You've never sent us any. He sent us like five different batches, and we just like never ran with any of it. But he's got some good stuff. We'll sell at least five. Trying to wear some hats, man. Yeah, let's get some hats. You wear a hat? Me? All right, let's start over. Are you a golf hat or a ball cap? Yeah, are you a golf hat guy? Yeah, I'm a ball cap. Man, what's your man? That's a pin hosting. Man, everything. Look, pin hosting forever. Ripping the trail. Yeah. Yep. And the pin hosting outdoor center. Awesome people. Nathan and Kim Wright. Give them a shout. Look them up. Hey, they got small business of the year for the state of Alabama because they are they are so people friendly. I mean, they they serve people on the trail. That's cool. That's cool. They even took a slice of pizza with me. They gave him a pizza that I paid for. <laughs> they handed it to him. We didn't have to pay the, for the pizza. The what pizza? I paid for it for? You didn't. They have a tip jar there. For pay for Tipping the is not paying for something. No, it's not, it's whole... not a, I'm saying that's what it is. It's a little little jar. They eight pizzas are like eight bucks. Hot pockets are like two or three. Well, well, I told you she said you could have it free. So you put money in there. That was a tip. Right. You said that's help, good. She, you said she said help yourself. That's what, does that mean free? I don't know. I'm gonna call her up. And say, "Give hey. my refund." Oh what, yeah, for, go ahead and do preachers, that, brother. That's what, you know, preachers are used to getting free stuff. You know, used to, and they used to let you hunt on their land, but not anymore. Ooh, man! I was growing up. My dad's a preacher. We got to hunt everywhere. People invite us home from church for to eat. And they're like, "Listen, hey, not anymore." Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, we're gonna have a pound. We're gonna pound the preacher and his family next week. <laughs> look, the first, look, look, my daddy started preaching and pastoring when I was, I think, four years old. And I remember the uh, Saturday morning, I got up and daddy wasn't anywhere around. I asked mom, I said, Where, where's daddy? And she said, he's marrying Kay Hodge. I went to my room. Look, I went to my room. And I'm just squalling, crying. My mama came in there and said, what are you crying about? I said, I don't want another mama. She said, no, he's not marrying her for him. He's doing her wedding <laughs> Yeah, life can get confusing in preaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. So we talked about the big gear a little bit. Like, is there any like anything you think's overlooked? Like anything small accessory like people don't think about that would just come in handy? Well, I, I think let, let me give you personal testimony here. Uh, if, if they don't do any research really if they don't look at backpacking if they look at it as just camping okay now i'm, I'm talking about backpacking um i think one the one thing we overlooked because we did a bunch of day hikes dane and i did back in 2017 and in those you know you just go out for you know a couple hours and then you come back 
and we always carried our water on us. Well, we went to Arkansas, outside of Yaleville, Arkansas, and we were going to do a survival trip for Jordan for his 18th birthday. That's what he wanted to do. Yep, yep. So we go over there. I gave this testimony the other day at church. They they did they did the old old man wrong. We had one backpack completely full. It was like thirty bottles that sixteen point nine ounce bottles of water in that one backpack. Who do they put that on? Oh, the pack mule. You better believe it. And listen, then I had a wooden and metal shovel. Who they tie that on? Yeah, the old pack mules back. Oh, I can't even, couldn't even walk when we got out of the woods. I mean, it was pathetic. It was bad. And, and but listen, <laughs> what what we did, what I learned, I didn't even learn on that trip. I didn't know anything about it. But now, like when Peyton and I went, uh, we carried two water filters with us. We took the primary and took a backup. And if you're actually backpacking, that is one thing. Go ahead. Man, that asked the question just gets up and walks away. Oh, that's fine. That's good. There you are. <laughs> there you go. Ready to roll. Sawyer. Now, the Sawyer Squeeze, that's a Sawyer Mini. The yeah. Sawyer Squeeze, which is a size up from that, is the number one water filter uh, for through hikers uh, on the AT and in most places. Uh, Kate, Peyton carried the Sawyer Squeeze with him, and I had a a, a B-free uh, filtering unit. Uh, but mine has a collapsible little plastic bag attached to it that you, you use it to con get your water, uh, and then you screw the top back on and just squeeze the bottle, and it comes through the filter into whatever you're putting it in. Uh, first one I started squeezing Peyton standing there and he starts like he's swatting mosquitoes at 30 degrees I'm like what is it he goes your bottle's got a hole in I was squirting my man down with a hole <laughs> in the side of my it was a pin size hole so it was like a mist coming out of that dude but um but water filter is so important I, I would say that would be one uh you know they highly recommend and I haven't but they highly recommend that even if you're doing day hikes, I have some type of GPS uh, alert system uh, like like the Garmin inReach, uh, the Mini, uh, one of those that you can press the SOS button that notifies emergency uh, uh, responders. It gives them your location. Now, if you have a iPhone 14 or above, guess what it has? Oh, I got that. Even when you don't have, have you ever been using your, your, had your iPhone on and all of a sudden you go to SOS and then all of a sudden you see the little icon for the satellite? Mm hmm You know what that does? That right there works as a satellite SOS. You can send text. You can, cool. you can, con yeah, it, it, it's just, it does the same thing as, as the GPS units. Now, somebody said, yeah, but you got to be in, you have to be in clear. You know, you can't be under a tree canopy or anything. Listen, that's the same thing for those GPS units. You have to have a clear sky for it to talk to the satellite to be able to do what it's designed to do. They may have a little better antenna, uh, you know, uh, ability uh, to, to reach maybe when it's a little um, bit of a canopy between it and the satellites. Oh, he's opening it up now. There it is. 
You got your little straw? You know what that's this, for? This. Yeah, you know what those are for? I have no idea what any of this is for. That's when you're when you're filtering water out of creeks or whatever you're filtering out of. It, now, number one, those things filter out just about everything. But they can get a lot of sediment in them. And you'll know it because it starts slowing the flow rate of your water down. You just have to squeeze it hard and hard. You know, so that is used to back flush your filter to flush the sediments back out the end uh, that it came in. Uh, and it, it'll clean your filter out and get you back up to a good flow rate. That's what that I does. do that. Uh, you, yep. Well, you, you actually, there you go. Look at you. Our, uh, my, see, one of the things I like about my V-Free, uh, you just, when you have, you unscrew the filter off the top and you just put it down, back down the water and shake it. And that's how you clean it. You don't have to back flush or anything. You just shake it in the water. And, uh, and it cleans it out, and you, you just keep on going. But, man, listen, my, my beef free, I think, is, uh, I think they say good for a 1,000 gallons. Sawyer, they say a million, but basically, it's lifetime. As long yeah, as you'll have to flush it. says 100,000. Yeah. Well, the Sawyer squeeze. That's like a lot. It's yeah. a mini. The Sawyer squeeze, uh, you know, is the one that's they say a million, and it, it's basically lifetime. As long as you take care of it, don't let that dude freeze. You know, we, I think right. we talked about that one time yeah. before, but you don't let it freeze. If you're in freezing weather, you, you put it in your sleeping bag with you uh, to keep it protect. Because what it does, it swells those, uh, the, the filter, actual, uh, the filtering mechanism, it'll swell it up. Uh, and when it does, it does away with its ability to, to filter out the, the germs and bacteria and all that stuff. So. I know that was a learning curve for me, going from just day hiking or, you know, car camping to backpacking. That was one thing I had to learn that I would have to purchase. And they're, they're fairly inexpensive uh, and I would need. Yeah, I got that one on sale at Walmart. I have one of those identical ones. I bought it at Walmart, too. That's what's up. Walmart underrated, bro. Yeah, it's underrated. <laughs> Didn't all they that, find any of that dark there. trail stuff they got, man. I had all this. I, like, when I went that day, I bought, like, $150 worth of stuff. <laughs> and I I had all that in my cart, like, at home. Just like, oh, I'm just going to hold off. I'm more, yeah. I guess I'm more of a, like, if I see it and touch it, I'm going to buy it. Especially if I've yeah. been looking at it. And I saw all that there. I got some uh, purification tablets and stuff like that. Too. I got a tent. I don't know what all I got, but we we stopped at we stopped at Dollar General and Pope the other night on the way home because Walmart never has our coffee creamer anymore, and so we stopped there to get it. And I we had a friend that was at the cash register when we walked in. She was checking out. <laughs> we heard her kind of holler. <laughs> My she done went in there just back up things. Hundred and fifty something dollars at Dollar General. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've been hollering too. That's how it is these days. Yeah, I can't go grocery shopping without spending one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, it's hard these days. But anytime I order something, I'm just spending one hundred fifty dollars. I just yeah, spent one hundred eighty yeah. actually. What'd you order? Some ear protection. I got to go back to Amazon. Let's see. That's some Ear protection. Uh. Sleeping pad and a Sawyer squeeze. 
Everything we've mentioned today. Yeah. We haven't talked about ear protection, but. Man, I got REI Clutch. pulled up with some sleeping you bags sleep that I'm not going to buy me, right now. You may need ear protection from all the yeah. snoring I do. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and Peyton, you know, I didn't think about it because uh, I had set up, you know, my uh, one person. Uh, oh, I see that Durston uh, X-Mid one person in my backyard, and I got in it actually on the trail. Sardis, I even had him backpack, so I got out. Uh, along the trail, set it up on some unlevel ground, checking it out. But the the tent we took with us to Alabama, which was a Durston X Mid Pro Two Plus, uh, I'd never even pulled it out of the bag. So uh, Peyton came over one day. I think we put it up once or so. Well, we get in the woods and we set it up. Well, I know the next day, the next morning, Peyton said, "My head." He said, "Man, I got wet because my head was touching the wall of the tent." You know it would what old Raj did to you we should have both had our head on the zipper end because that's that's the that's the widest end away from the wall so you should have had your head on the other end I should have had my head on the other end and, and we'd have been nowhere near a wall at all so but always sleep with your hat on the bill you live and you learn head. That's what I was thinking as I was flipping around. Like, I'm not going to make Roger get out of his sleeping bag. It took him 15 minutes to get in it. Hey, two, that two, two o'clock morning treat outside to the tree would have been great. You could have said, hey, flip, flip your sleeping bag around, man. Put your head on this end. It was a great a, trip. Hey, I enjoyed it. Man, I'm glad Peyton went, and I'm glad we were able to go. It was a good trip, even though I had a lot of difficulty on it hey a difficult day on the trail is better than the best day at work that's all i can say hey man it was fun it was yeah cold weather made it because i never camped in cold or backpacked or anything other yeah. than just running cold so it's kind of fun right there's a lot of things like that you just have to kind of learn as you go oh yeah there's so, there's so many little things like there's no way somebody could teach you everything oh no but and, and one piece of advice, is, find flat ground. Oh, and, you'll be rolling downhill all the whole night. Uh, did we tell you? Did we tell you how to check that the ground is level for your tent to pitch your tent? No, no. Go ahead. Your water bottle. That's smart. You, you you use your water bottle as a level. Don't have it completely full. Make sure you've got enough that when you lay that water bottle on its side on the ground, there you you use it as a level. There Dude. it is. I think that came from Darwin on the trail. I think that's who that was posted a, a short and on there he was showing how to do that. But hey, it's great. And if you if you don't know it, you don't know it. But that's a awesome tip to know on the trail. Another thing, if you're if you're hiking in cold weather and it, to the point that it could possibly freeze your water, when you're carrying your water in your backpack, you keep it upside down. And the girl says this that I was following. Says she was through hiking the eighteen. I asked her, "Why do you turn it upside down?" She said, "Because it freezes on top first. And if you had it right side up, it would be froze at the entry or where you're going to try to drink from. It's going to be frozen." She said, "You turn it upside down, it freezes at the bottom of the bottle, and you can still drink out of the top." I'm like, "Tip of the day." I'm telling you, though, and they learned that by doing it. You know, so man. Yeah, research, watch a lot of videos, talk to a lot of people, try out your gear before you go, regardless of what it backpack, make sure it fits, you know, and it's comfortable. 
Uh, then make sure nah, you can figure it out. Figure it out. Just suffer. It's like the day before we headed out for that hike. I went out, I threw it on, and even grabbed some extra weight and put on my fancy new accelerated reading book and went out, hiked the hiked my pasture with it. Man, it's rucking. Yeah. You got one fact, life, rucket. Matter of fact, I think I got my <laughs> on camera doing it. They said they got a new trail at Sardis. Me? Yeah, did you say that? Mm-mm. That was the uh-huh. voices in your head. They have a new, they have a new walking track at Eden. Oh, track it's a half Eden. mile. It's a, on the nose. Ha, look up there. Let's see. It. <laughs> Bring it back up. I can't. Let me pull it up. I can see. Look at that man. He's out there. Look like he's hunting. Yeah, buddy. But um, no, he wasn't hunting because he didn't have orange on. But anyway, yeah. uh, we'll move on. Yeah. But the thing. <laughs> They put in a half-mile walking track beside the softball field at Enid Lake, and they're eventually going to build a playground in the middle of that walking track so parents can come and walk and be able to still keep their eyes on their children. But it's it's crushed uh, stone right now. They will eventually asphalt that. But I I go over there. That's what I've done even this past week, uh, ever since my heart thing. That's where I go because it's level. But I've started adding – you know, that road that comes from the top of the dam down to the spillway, uh, that that's a quarter of a mile up. So, and it's it's only like 80-something feet of elevation, but that's good for me right now until I see that doctor face-to-face. So, so I go down there and I walk the track once, go up the dam, come back down the dam. Uh, hey, man, jog. watch your mouth. Yeah, I jog <laughs> half of the uh, circle, which is a quarter mile. Then I walk, cool do cool down walk back to my jeep uh the other day i, I did an extra i went up the dam and back down again and one walked one loop so i did two and a, i know look when it's in you and it's just natural to talk that way it just comes out and you don't even know it so look, I, i'm guilty as charged but <laughs> <laughs> but that's the most i've done since our trip was uh two and a half miles at one time i might need to go down um, there and run say again i might need to go down there and run on the track oh yeah Hey, and I, before, when I was practicing for some of those hikes or prepping for, I should say, uh, I was actually even going up and down the actual dam, the levee itself, yeah. instead of that road. I think you get about 100 feet if you're halfway down uh, and you go up. I think it shows 100 feet or something right at it. Um, it's a good little hill sprints, you know, for Spartan training. Billy. It is. Yeah. You know, and, and if you park at the at, at – the, Tennis court, playground, softball, restroom at the bottom below the levee. If you make that loop, if you go up, no matter which way you want to go or what direction, but you do that and go up and come across the top of the levee and back down, it's a 5K every time, every day. 5K. You might need to do that. I ain't running. We need to put some running miles down there, Peyton. That's a new territory we can mark up on Strava. Owen, do you want you want to go on like a backpacking trip, bro? That bet sounds like it'd be fun. You're young and capable. Owen wants to go camping. I don't know, man. man your gear, bro. Society, bro. We're here to build men. Yeah, we're build a man before he's a man. I don't know if he's old enough yet. He's only twelve. Oh yeah, he might be. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Owen. He is no the he's the yet. pastor at uh, Adonai. He wants to go. He's 11. Okay. I, 
Sorry, Owen. I didn't mean to make you older than you are. I would have took that and ran with it if yeah. I was 11, you know? <laughs> I didn't run at all at 11. Probably ran your mouth. Oh, that. Yes, yes, yes. Many miles. <laughs> if you could if you could measure those miles. Marathons. Ultra marathons. Yeah. Had a lot of training throughout the years for that. Peyton, so, do you have... What's the one sound you don't want to hear backpacking while you're camping at night and you're in your sleeping bag? Banjo. <laughs> Do you what? Banjo. You might hear gunshots. Hold on. What? It's supposed to be. Here we go. Kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, have you heard any of that in the middle of the night? Gone. Leave the tent. Leave the backpack. Gone. No, no, I feel like, you know, hearing a ch child when you didn't bring a child would scare me a lot more than that. Well, you start hearing a baby oh, crying. Oh no, man! Ooh. Yeah, that'd be that would be a little weird. Now, yeah, we might have to leave on that one. Yeah, do 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 do. Hey, we heard we heard coyotes our night when we were camping. They kicked yeah, up one time pretty good at night. When you're out, I heard. When you're out backpacking, do you carry on you then? I or do you? Yeah, I typically don't. You know, especially like the AT. If I'm on a, on, on one of those, in which I mean, you can meet crazy people. I mean, you meet me on the trail, you just met a crazy person. <laughs> but, you know, the, the AT really uh, is populated enough that typically there's there's no issues. There have been murders on the AT uh, with some people who had mental issues. Uh, but I, I typically don't. Uh, when we went on this trip, I didn't. If I was going into a especially if I was soloing. If I was going into a known area that was known for aggressive bears, now I'm not talking about bears that just come into a camp to try to get the food that people left and everything, but aggressive bears, uh, then I, I probably would. But outside of that, you know, the 18, you, you have to know the, the regulations for whatever trail you're on, what area you're in. Most of them go by city, county, or state laws. So you better make sure you meet all the permit requirements if yeah. if there are permits required. All I can say is, but carry a real if you if, especially if you're with someone else hiking, just carry the lightest handgun you can carry, like in a twenty two or twenty five ACP. And uh, most people go, you mean you think that'll stop kill a bear? And I'm like, no, if I shoot the dude with me in the knee, I won't have to worry about the bear. <laughs> you got to do what like you got to do. That you just got to do what you got to do. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> now who wants to hike with me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just had to bring a bigger gun than that, I guess. Solo next stuff. <laughs> I don't know. The way, it's, the way, it, way Peyton says, man, it, we might not even be close together. He said he t he he uh get get what's the I don't even know what he dusted you. Oh, 
look, man, that's just life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> look, the only thing I worry, look, you know what I worry about more on hikes, especially like that trail we did that that day. We we hiked six miles on the road. You know what my biggest fear on that hike is? Dogs. Oh yeah. man, dogs coming out of yards after you and stuff. Man, I'll pull my hike, my trekking. We'll be walking on flat asphalt. I see a dog. My trekking poles are coming out and getting extended. I get that they're going to be used if I have to. We had two dogs come out and walk with us. They were actually friendly. They looked crazy, but they were friendly. (laughs) Saw Sasquatch. I mean, we saw Sasquatch on our hike. Got a good, fairly, probably one of the best pictures I ever seen of that dude. And you can go back and look at. That was just just Peyton. Take a hike fitness, man. You go back and look at it. You know, and you know, I hadn't posted anything on my on my uh, Take a Hike Fitness Instagram or uh, Facebook pages since we got back because I don't want to go on there. And I'm not hiking right now, really, uh, and I'm not going to go on there and show some half-informed story about my heart or nothing. I may post about pictures of our trip, but right now, once I get the final word and I'm back on the trail or whatever we're doing. Then I'll probably do a, a post for an update, you know, and kind of and be able to have accurate information of what really happened. Because, hey, that may help somebody else on the trail, you know, one day. So uh, I hope to get back hiking soon. Uh, what I When I'm saying hiking, I'm talking backpacking uh, with all my pack and extended miles and uh, get back to a life I enjoy on the trail. But right now I'm just doing some short walks on flat ground primarily. I think uh, every picture I saw of Peyton, he was—he just looked like he did not want to be there. Every picture I saw, that dude was eating. <laughs> <laughs> he needs—he probably didn't eat enough. I don't think I you did. Know. I don't know. He had the, the little dehydrated meal, so he was like full of calories. When, when we were pa- getting ready to pack for pack them up and stuff, he was like, you know, these things have two servings in them, you know, and I'm over here like. That bag's one serving for me, man. Half a serving. <laughs> I, I ate the whole bag of it. And uh, he offered me his food. I'm like, I think I'll be yeah. all right. After that day on the trail, I couldn't even eat that night. I just, I, I couldn't eat. I still, I don't, know, still don't know what happened, but hey, here I am. That's all I can say. Thank God. Here you are. Here I am. That's all you can do. You never know. I got some other questions I want to. I got on here, but I don't know if I want to get into those or not because, you know, it's probably hour and a half. Yeah, we can do another uh, one. I'm good for another one sometime. Not, not, not saying that question right now. I'm saying I'm another. I'm good for another night on another podcast. Yeah. Peyton, I, I want to know what's on your. I want to know what's on your blind back there. That's a that's a monkey. Oh, okay. Where's it at? Yeah, that's a monkey. Okay. It's been there since I moved into this house, and I just won't move it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like somebody dog, else asked him about that. Look, yeah, it looked like your dog left you a gift back there. Yeah, pooped on your blind. Yeah, I got like it was a few years ago. I looked up and realized like, wow, that thing's been here since I moved into this house. Like, when was that? Uh, almost fourteen years ago. I'm just like, I'm not moving it. <laughs> Do you have that information in front of you? You said, like, when you look over at something, it's like 14 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah I was, got, I was looking all, at what year it was. Yeah, he, he also has every tab he's ever opened 
open on his computer. So he why knows he, have, he has a tab from the, 14 years ago on why there. Why do you have the year that you moved in that house accessible on your screen or whatever you're looking no, at? No, I was looking year. at what year today was. I, I was 10 years old when we moved into the house. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, yeah, I was 10, so it was careful, in July. Careful. Don't hurt yourself. No, actually, that was 9. It was June of 2010 <laughs> when I moved to the South Panola Mass. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of Sapanola and uh -oh. you know, me being 10, that year I moved into this house. That was a. I was going to some summer school thing. I don't even know why I did, why I was having to do it. But, uh, yeah, I was. What grade was I in? I don't know. I was nine. But I had to do, I think it was like fourth grade or something. I had to do, go into a summer school thing. And I remember this kid in my class that was in there with me. We went to the restroom one day. Everybody did. And then my teacher notices the light goes out in the restroom. And then it comes back on. And when I walk out, she just blames me for it. So I got called light switch the rest of the month. Okay. Or the rest of the summer. <laughs> that was just like, that was my nickname. And I'm like, I didn't even do it. Yeah, anyway, that was my little pity party. Oh, light switch. But, yeah. Light switch. So we need to remember that. <laughs> Switch. Cut it down. No, we just cut it down to switch. What's up, switch? Yeah, what's up, switch? And it might if you say it too fast, it might might sound a little. And Peyton, to give us a little hint about the forge, what you have planning. You had any, any way you could give us a hint on anything? You got anything special? I know everybody's waking up to gunshots. Dude, that's perfect. Yeah. Roger's like, what kind of camping trip is this? Uh, I want to. <laughs> Uh, that's that's just that's something me and Dylan's been joking about. We've been saying like the Peyton Franklin, we're gonna go up next to his tent, and we're we're gonna get everybody awake before Peyton, and we're just gonna start popping rounds off and just wake him up. <laughs> slip nah, some you, ear protection on him first. You, well, he probably just, won't even hear it. Just slip a little food right on the edge of his tent. He'll get woke up with a surprise. <laughs> raccoons and everything else will come yeah. into that dude at night he'll probably be the first one to sleep and the last one up but yeah it, does, uh, does Roger know about about, about about what this forest is no alright so uh, I don't know if it was, was it you or Carson that came up with it I guess it was it was you. me because you know after that video Dylan posted that was uh, considered controversial, but wasn't controversial at all. Um, he, uh, they, uh, him and Carson decided. I don't even know. He just Carson started posting some of his graphic designs in our group chat about the oh, burden society. Oh yeah, I came society. up with the name. Just that. There we go. <laughs> we, I came up. I came up with the name that day, and then it was like within ten minutes, Carson sent graphics. <laughs> Oh, wow. And it was, like, some of the best. So I come up with this. So I've been wanting to make, like, a community of some sorts online. <laughs> but I just didn't know what to call it. So with the burden thing, I just called it Burden Society. And basically, it's just it's just a way I want to create a community online of, like, like-minded men where we can just push each other to be better. and. So from there, we're we're doing a quarterly. I say quarterly. We want to do it multiple times a year, kind of like a camp night. But mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna oh, shoot guns. Way. We're gonna do fitness. 
we're gonna sit around the campfire and we're gonna do we're gonna talk about uh I, i'm trying to i don't know a good word for it but we're gonna have like a message and we're gonna we're just basically going uh i don't know what to call it because i don't want to say it's like a devotion because like that's to me that's that sounds a little softer than i want it to be Ooh. <laughs> but <laughs> but you probably know what i'm saying but yeah i, I hear we're a gonna challenge. do stuff like that it's yeah it's kind of like a challenge but it's not yeah. like just like a fitness only it's more like it's like 24 we're hours mixing all the f's up yeah man. it's 24 hours where we're just gonna push you as a man in all fronts and we're doing yeah. it with you so i don't know so it's gonna be some there's gonna be some discussions about you know one what it takes to be a man what's expected of you being a man and then how you become better men i don't i'm not the one talking so i don't know what they're gonna actually say regarding that yeah but we're gonna have some fitness we're gonna run some firearm drills and range time uh we're gonna set up like actual camps so right like it's it's not gonna be like backpacking but it's gonna be we're gonna try yeah. to make it as primitive as possible and just kind of well, I kind of suggested like that everybody kind of go towards the backpacking type camp setup when they're buying gear, just yeah. because I want to actually take this to backpacking, and I don't want everybody to have to buy multiple sets of gear. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to eventually, you know, it's going to happen. But on the weekend you're talking about, are you going to actually have to hike in miles to wherever you're going, or is it going to be pretty much a pull it's up? Yeah, it's going to be pull up, but we're going to do some okay. hiking, but. Well, right, right, but you're 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 gonna have a base set up yeah. that you're gonna yeah. work from. The reason I'm safe, you're gonna do firearm drills and everything. I've got a uh, uh, rubber, a half uh, person rubber dummy, and all you do is spray him with white primer. Okay, okay. And, and every time you pop him, you see the black. It it it's black rubber, and uh and after you shoot it up, if you're getting confused, you just reprimer him again and keep going. It's self healing. You can shoot that dude as many times as you want. That's cool. And it's good because it's actual size, and you can shoot from different angles. You know, it, it's, it's a real good uh, practice, so it's something y'all can use if you want to do that. Yeah, we might drills. need to pick that up, Peyton. Yeah. I'll tell you another I'm, drill. Go ahead. We've been thinking of, like, what – well, I've been thinking of kind of, like, which targets we're even going to use because I don't have any steel targets or anything yet. So I've been trying to talk with Dylan because we're supposed to be doing range time, but I have absolutely no idea which targets we're using. Yeah, we'll we'll make something work. Uh, I'll tell you another drill that's awesome, and it's night fire, and we've done that here before. And what you do, you stand, you know, five to maybe five yards from this thing, even if that, and you it's jet black, and you're standing there ready, and the guy stands over your shoulder and he bumps a flashlight. And you start backing away at an angle, and you keep firing till you unload, or you ever how many rounds you say five or ten rounds. And I'm gonna tell you what it is amazing how your mind in total darkness remembers where that target is. There were several people shot better on doing that at night fire at night when you just bump the uh, target with a light, and they now they're backing away blind shooting. It was amazing how many people Peyton. shot. Yeah, they shot better doing that than during day fire 
when they were trying to just hold on something and, and trying to get it right and their muscles were all tense and everything was and, and, and they were just pulling off and twisting and that night fire is amazing what you can do with that dude if you're in a good safe location yeah we uh i had i had my range time set up for the daytime but we could probably you know if you say that there's some stuff we could do in the dark that's the bad part about this time of year and y'all keep repeating this and and at some point down the road on one of your on your camp outs what you do you need to get up where you can build up a, a decent armory of paintball guns yeah and but then listen you you set up another group that at whatever time they determine during the night they attack you oh yeah, that man that like would fun. be awesome oh yeah but don't tell peyton yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey man you know you know we're gonna have implement later on gonna have to start mimicking like some combat tests but like airsoft, I don't want to get yeah. shot at by like real guns. But yeah. You know, well, you I mean, if you pay enough airsoft. money, I'll let you do it. But you can use airsoft <laughs> instead of paintball for even what I was talking about. But man, during the middle of the night and you asleep, you get you get come under attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, airsoft probably be a little better. <laughs> don't ruin the hit everybody's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't deny you got hit with that yep, paintball. That's true. They get close on that airsoft, you won't deny it. You'll carry yeah. the marks on you. They'll, they'll light you up until you say you're hit. Well, boys, that's a, that's what we're doing. The forge. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. We, need, we get you to come on one and you could talk at least. Come well, and just... leave or whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make the Saturday for uh, him to talk. Yeah, and then day one or whichever it ends up being, we'll do our actual. <laughs> yeah, he can come, and then you know that'll you know that'd be at least twelve hours. Yeah, block, so. day, you know that's an easy plan, easy yeah. itinerary. <laughs> Had to be a two day forge. <laughs> well, I'm boys, sens- y'all be careful. I'm sensitive, you know. No, it's good. It's just because you got you got you know you got that wisdom. No, it's called the gift of gab. Yeah, yeah I just we'll set aside the first twenty four hours for our targets and stuff, and we'll set aside the next twenty four for Roger speaking <laughs> and sleeping. Yeah, exactly. I had, a, had a guy a day at church. He said he'd been having some trouble sleeping. I said, "Well, I said we, we don't record and, and broadcast right now my sermons on Sundays." I said, "But hey, you can get on our church site and back up, you know, a month or two and." Uh, you can watch one of my sermons. I said that that tends to put people to sleep. I said if you have difficulty going to sleep at night, so if you're having trouble sleeping, let one of my sermons help. <laughs> hey, that's that's one reason why I'll uh, I like take notes at church. That way, it, it makes me engage, and I'll be I'll stay awake. Sure. I see you go. I see you going to sleep. I use your name in an illustration because you hear your name come from the pulpit. Yes, you usually wake up. Yeah, you know, you'll wake for the rest of the service. Then it don't, it don't matter at that point. So. There's been actual a couple of times here recently. I'll be falling asleep, and he'll start talking about the hiking trip. I'm like, okay, I'm like, 
Yeah, I, I said something about David. I didn't see something. Typically, honestly, typically, when I'm preaching, I don't see anything in the room that takes place yeah. in the room. I see people. I see their faces, but I never see anything that takes place in the room. And I, I think Focus. that's just, yeah, God gives me the ability to not be distracted at that point. So, a couple of weeks ago, we had the we had a family come sing, and I remember uh, Jordan was telling me that uh, he had a uh, the guy that was singing was saying like. You know, now that everybody's awake now and here, and Jordan told me after uh, service, he was like, yeah, except Peyton. <laughs> Every time I look up, people are laughing at me. I was tired. I think that was the night I had. That was after the snowstorm. Or what? No. Yeah, no, the snowstorm so. came that day. That was the day it started. Because they drove back into it that day going home. Oh, so that wasn't the time that I had to work that Saturday. No, but you were just did, sleeping. Yeah, I just fell asleep really early Saturday, so I woke up at like ten o'clock Saturday night, and then it's because you awake. drink. It's because you drink C four and not Redcon one. That that's that's why Didn't I work. sleep so well, much. You built up immunity to it. Yeah, it don't even work on me. <laughs> you anymore. can sure do it. Look, I hadn't drank. I hadn't drank any Total War, and I don't know when. And uh, actually, Friday on my bus, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what it does. So as I check my my pulse rate and everything. Man, I didn't drink a fourth of my little bottle of water with one scoop in it. And, man, I could feel the stinging in my face. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> like, I just drank C4, like, you know, th during this whole time. And I'm at a 58 heart rate. So, oh, yeah. You know, I don't even do anything. See. I'm at six, 60. I thought he was going to say six. I'm like, boy, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning. Heart don't work. I'm plugged into the wall right now. That's what keeping me alive. I'm at 79, yeah. so. Life support. You know, last time we was on, we were comparing uh, resting heart rates. Yeah. My Man, resting heart 57. rate is 56. Huh? Mine's 57. My seven-day average is 57. My average day is 56. Actually, I got 56 for seven day, days. Man. So we, we switched. Yep. My, uh, what wow. Wednesday, I was low. It's like in the like my in resting the 50s. heart rate forty six. You the main the 50s, but the forties. That's what the we doctor forty six. Robertson went to the doctor, and his was that low. That doctor told him, "You either mighty healthy or mighty sick. We just got to figure out which one it is." <laughs> well, all yeah, that running. This might just be shape. today. But I, gotta, I wanna, I'm trying to fa trying to find out how to do it online to where I'm seeing everything. You know, and that was one thing, Dylan, that I think, you know, that, that I want to work on. Getting because kind of like you talking about the C4 or any pre-workout, anything like that, your body can become accustomed to it. So once I stopped trying to even run or jog uh, and I started just hiking, uh, even at Sardis on those trails, doing those trails, well, once I did them, you know, several times over, my heart rate wouldn't come up. Yeah. So what I do, I got my ruck bag out. And I first started with my 20-pound plate. And that brought my, my heart rate up. Well, a week of that, nothing. So then I put the 30-pound in there. You know, I worked up to 40 pounds on my ruck pack just to try to elevate my heart rate some while I was hiking. Uh, so I think that's one thing I'm going to do uh preparing at least for the warm weather is i'm gonna start doing uh some more hey uh reactivate our gym membership this week 
because I need to start doing something uh, to more cardio. Because my hiking is not doesn't do cardio anymore. It right. doesn't elevate my heart rate enough. So I've and I think that'll really help me with my breathing on the inclines, even on my what the way it normally is. Now I don't know if that would have helped, you know, on this last trip, or if this last trip just really exposed how bad my cardio honestly was. Now I don't know. You know maybe we'll figure it out or not. But it can't. Well, I say it can't hurt me. It may kill me. I may die. On, die you know, trying to do cardio, who knows? We'll see. But, uh, yeah, so you have to get some else for the next podcast. But the yeah. thing is, so, uh, I, I that's who's one thing I'm going to work on. Do what? But who's next in line? Jonathan. Yeah. There you go. You better get hey, Jordan you before you leave. Him on there. Hey, uh, yeah, you yeah, let's get Jordan before you leave. Line it up, Peyton. Yeah, you have to get Jordan before he leaves, or you'll be do. you can do one from Jordan from Nepal. Hey. Or both. Y'all both will go international. <laughs> international guest man yes sir. <laughs> i was Lining actually up, looking at i was looking at my resting heart rate trends over like the past year i would definitely say it was much lower during my marathon prep i say much like you know oh. one or two beats but i mean that's when it's in the 40s it's i know when i was peaking it was at 44 and it was that for several weeks Wow, I need to get back into cardio too. But you know, this so far this year it's been well. This week has been high. It's been fifty this week, but my average for the whole last year was forty six. Resting heart rate. That is awesome. Maybe that's a good sign. I don't know. Yeah, I've been hearing like I'll hear Roger on the phone with people while I'm half asleep talking about his heart, and I'm like, oh, forty's low. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> it is for an old fat man. <laughs> my 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 heart rate for resting average heart rate for the year is fifty five. It says I just happened to I just googled what is a good resting heart rate and it says for adults a normal resting heart rate rate 60 is between sixty and a hundred. Yep. And then if you're oh, athletic, wow. it should give you a little bit lower bracket if you're athletic. You know, there, there is it is a healthy normal uh, someone who is is athletic good health and athletic uh to come down into the 50s uh i don't know how much they say hey look up somebody like oh uh, what's his name usain bull or whatever it was what's his name usain bull. Bull. yeah look his up see what it is around 33 there you go so oh, look wait. i wasn't dying i'm just in great shape <laughs> yeah. But look and see what his VO two max is. That there's the difference. Seven that, million. Uh, that's gonna be so yeah. eighty seven. When you look at resting heart rate, then you also have to look at at that VO two max. And when you're at thirty four yeah. like I when your heart rate and your VO two max equal it's not real good. <laughs> I'm gonna see what mine is. VO two max. Mine's forty six. Mine's thirty-four. I see. And it's been there for years. Oh, mine get went it to up move. to forty-eight now. Oh, we're look pretty at close. you! Nice. I need to do hey, some. One, one good thing about turning sixty, which I'm sixty-one now, but when I turned sixty, I, I I took a picture of it and sent it to Matt Robertson. My VO two max had been poor ever since. Is was the Garmin rating was poor ever since I've started trying to exercise. Couldn't get it past thirty-four. It didn't matter what I did. 
Look, the day I turned 60, it went from poor to fair. It's still a 34, but for a 64-year-old, they grade that as fair. So I'm like, hey, one advantage of turning 60, your VO2 max grade goes up. Well, I couldn't find Usain Bolt's VO2. But mm. Some guy named Oscar Savinson. That's some ice oh, yeah, Oscar. dude. Yeah. Uh, 97.5. <laughs> that's my that's my O2 sat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that was in 2012 while he was 18 years old. That is just crazy. No Oscar, man. I ain't heard that, that name. A, man, it's been a absurd. long time. Actually, I've never heard that name. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So I hit a I hit a low resting heart rate on Wednesday. Hit forty eight. Look at you. And uh, it's so random because it's like usually high fifties. Yeah. But I did do like some intervals running, some speed intervals. But I only hit one fifty eight high. I'm trying to see if there's a correlation between like cardio yeah. and your resting heart yeah. rate. But. Well, my heart rate has done great when I go over here and uh, hit that walking track and going up and down the dam. It, it Like when me and Peyton, the first day we were going in on that seven miles, 1,700 feet of elevation, uh, and I was having to stop and try to get my breath. Well, my heart rate was like 85 or something. I'd ask Peyton, what's your heart rate? And he'd be like 120 or something, maybe 150, but I don't remember exactly. But mine wasn't increasing with, with, with exertion. He's not used to that weight. Yeah. Well, but the thing was, now I can go over here to the lake, and when I'm walking that flat ground at three point whatever miles an hour, it, it, it goes to about 112 to 115. When I go up to the top of the dam, it's somewhere between 155 and 160 when I peak at the top. Turn and start down, it's down to 130 by the time I get to the bottom of the hill. I get back on that track, and when I jog, it, it gets up into the 160s, and I walk it back down to 130 or whatever, by the time I get in my Jeep and start home, like the other day it was down to 85, something like that. And after probably 15 to 20 minutes of recovery and rest uh, after that, my blood pressure will be the best it's been since the last time I went over and walked the track. It, it'll be elevated. But after that little bit of exercise, uh, it, it'll, come, it'll come down for several hours. But then by the time I go to bed, it's up to fat boy level again. So I need to lose some weight. I really need to lose some weight. So I actually have Me the too, first probably. day pulled up over here for our hike. Uh, it mm -hmm. was 7.17 miles. Of course, it's all, a lot of that was me turning back around looking for Roger. Oh, listen but... to him now. Oh, <laughs> man, that hurts. That's Somebody dirty. help me take his knife out. <laughs> but uh, uh, 7.1, 7, almost 7.2 miles, 1,750 feet of elevation gain. My average heart rate was 116 and my max was 162. It's funny because it says during that activity, I have three hours and eight minutes of moving time, yet the whole activity was four and a half hours. I'm looking. I show 7.1 miles. Well, it's trying to calculate now. Uh, my average heart rate was 103, it says. What was your average? 116. Yeah. My max was 132. Bro. Mine was a max 132. But now the next day. Seven hours, though. That's the next day, two. my average, it was six points. I got 6.04 miles. 
with an average heart rate of 54. It, it's what, and it showed, well, I have to go to this other page to get my max. Uh, my max was 82 for a six mile hike with my backpack, average three point, well, three miles an hour max, 3.5. But, uh, so an average of three miles per hour with our packs on, my max heart rate only got to 82. Now, we were on pretty much level ground, don't get me wrong, but still, I can't do that right now. So yeah, I was heart- on 108 average, 152 max. And see, and that's where mine should have been. Like right now, you know, it's 112 to 115 on flat ground at three miles an hour. So my heart rate just wasn't, my heart wasn't responding to the exertion. And I don't know if I overexerted the day before when I couldn't breathe. I don't know what was going on. But the, it was like once it recovered that night, then it would, wouldn't do any, it wouldn't come up. So I, I have no clue. But I still say I enjoyed the trip. That's some good. You said your uh, average was 116, but that's for seven how seven miles. How long did that take? You talking to me? Uh, uh, Peyton. It was a four and a half hour hike, like well, activity anyway, but it said my moving time was like three hours. What was your max heart rate? 162. So that's some decent, like, easy, steady state cardio. Yeah. It was when, like, mo- the only time it jumped up, obviously, was like going up a hill, and that was there was a lot of hills. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot. Because even I had, like, especially, because what, what was it called? Terrapin Hill? Yeah, terrapin. Yeah, yeah. Going up that, I stopped a couple of times because uh, my legs were getting a little tired. I could, my calves is what was really eating me up. I never went fast enough for my legs to know I was walking. <laughs> I need to start incorporating some of that. When I get my backpack, I'm gonna like load it down and just start going to hike with it. Hey, you get your backpack. We'll go to Grenada. That's the trail. The lost Get your backpack, load it full of water bottles. Yeah, just keep your there windows go. rolled up if you park in the parking lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might we'll take your cup. UPS package. <laughs> <laughs> it's downhill now. <laughs> Peyton, we need to start doing some stuff, bro. On Sundays. What do you mean? Just like some. Hey, y'all gonna do stuff. the? Y'all going to do the Area 51? Yeah, planning on it. When is that? Uh, May? Uh, May 4th. Yeah. So Star May the Wars 4th Day. May 4th be with you. Yeah. Yeah, so we can do that. It's Area 51, It makes man. sense now. There you go. May the 4th be with I'm you. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah, I'm planning on doing it. Actually, I wonder if it's on Ultra Sign Up. He says a uh, 12K. What? What is it? Uh, I'm about well, to actually find out. Yeah, there's a 5K and I think 12K. Yeah, I'd probably do the 12K. I'm doing the 10K. It's like a week or two before. Yeah, it's a 5K, 12K. Yep. I just uh, Saturday, May 4th. Highly recommend carpooling, though, because it's a very small parking lot. Oh, and the uh, toilet is a hole in the ground. Well, I don't need... I probably won't need a toilet. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> I went in there waiting on Gavin uh, on New Year's, and uh, I go in there to pee, and I'm just staring into the blank darkness below the 
uh, little outhouse thingy. <laughs> so it's an outhouse out there, but it's a uh, hole it's in like the it's an actual restroom, but it just feels like an outhouse. Dude was out there running in like two degree weather, come out with ice all over his face. <laughs> I'm Not like, me. bro, this, this dude's crazy. All right. I've I've ran a few times this year, and every time I run, except once, it's been at least a 10K. And the one that was less was because of all the ice on the ground. That's There's the bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah, it's it feels like an outhouse inside of it. It's just like a straight... Like, you ain't got flush. <laughs> Gravity fed. Yeah. Gravity. So that's something, too. We need to bring a shovel out to the forge, man. Because. <laughs> just poop in a bag. It's called a trowel. Yeah, we need to dig up. Just find a hole. <laughs> just put it by the fire. Everybody has to poop right next to the fire. Oh, God. Of... <laughs> throw it on the fire, man. Yeah, just throw it Let on it the fire, man. We'll start a garden. No, yeah, we'll start a... We're going to build a <laughs> compost pile. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning on doing that. Are you going to do it? Me? Yeah, do the, do I'll the make 10K. Walk it. Yeah. I'll make go hike the 5K. Oh, the 5K. Yeah, that's... I don't know yeah, if I yeah, can do the 12K yet. You can do the Look, 5. Hey, sure. that's me. That's in May. So, look, man, as long as I get to go ahead, I'll be good to go. I mean, I won't run it at all, but I'll sure, I mean, I'll be glad to hike the 12K as long as they're going to have somebody there to turn off the lights and lock the gate when I finally come dragging in. <laughs> and I'll say this, if you try to get on there and try to get there on time using GPS and you click the wrong one, it'll add like 10 to 20 minutes extra to your time because it leads you straight to the middle of the trail system. So it's factoring in walking the trail and stuff. Oh, okay. I left like so early that day I went up there and I get up there like 10 minutes early. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. It factors in, just throws you in the middle of the trail for the GPS. That's a word of advice for those traveling to go to the Area 51 race. I'll reach down and pull it's it. It's not the deep. real Area 51, guys. Shout out Area 51, guys. This is in Memphis. Yeah. I'm in Mississippi, so. Hey, and then in Hernanda, there's an Area 51 ice cream shop. Wow. I'm just saying. They should move it to the Area 51 mountain bike trails. Hey, oh, so, move, so it's actually a mountain bike trail? Yeah. It, that's what it is, yeah, mountain I'm bike I'm getting trail. a mountain bike then. Man, it's got jumps and everything. That sounds, I'm definitely, that's something I'd like to get into, mountain biking. Not me. Sounds like fun. <laughs> I'm going to actually ride a mountain bike on the on the 12K. Sounds like work to me. Who's going to carry the bikes, man? Exactly. That's something I was a little upset. We're not doing the forge at my house because I got two little 14-foot John boats. We could carry the boats. We can do it at your but... house next time. Yeah. Try to make it different. We're, every forge is going to be a little different. So, you can't miss it. We're going to go on the side of Highway 6 for the third one. Yeah. We're, maybe we'll be ready to backpack by... That's probably going to be this fall, the third one. 
it's gonna be hot on the second one, so we might as well do a lot of hard cardio with boats on our heads. Hey, you do that one at the beach then, where you have to do everything in the sand and yeah, run in the sand, yeah. carry your loads in the sand, jump in the water to cool off. Oh, Sam, this is the only uh, preview that anybody will get that's actually coming to the fore, so I'll know who watched the podcast or not. None of them, probably. But when we wake up <laughs> in the morning, we will start the morning with a one-mile run. Or that, you just gave him, like, the, <laughs> that wasn't even a good hint, bro. <laughs> well, that's not a hint. It's just like when you wake up at 4.30 that morning, we're getting it's, up and running. It's like when you wait, get... Wait, wait. You take 4.30? Oh, yeah. yeah, you just gave a good hint. Okay. There are, there, are there two 430s in one day? <laughs> We're waking up at 0430. We're not waking up at 1630. Oh, man. No, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I was never in. You're overqualified. You're too fit. Y'all need a videographer for this. Y'all really yeah, need do. to. I'm going to be shooting some for my channel, but. We actually will have three videographers there, but they're all going to be participating. Yeah, you need somebody who's not participating and actually do video a lot of it. There's going to be a lot hey, of stuff good, that we're not... It'd be a good way to sell the next one. Yeah, exactly. Y'all could reshoot it, though. You could redo it. Do like all those hunting shows. You yeah. know, you go ahead and kill the deer, and then you go back and do all this looking in like you're... You know, you know, just, you yeah, to build suspense. That's it. To build suspense. It's going to be fun, though. And a couple years from now, it's going to be like premier event. Are y'all going to the Forge? Yeah, bro. It it's costs going to be $2, like Spartan $2, type. <laughs> For registration, you have $700 in registration fees. We're going to have different tier events. Yeah, yeah. You have your little tier three events. It's going to be the Forge Elite. I mean, like your tier one, you have tier to pass two, and tier test, one. A fitness test. <laughs> With a waiver. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. We're going to actually create a waiver for some of this stuff. <laughs> start shooting people with it. <laughs> Airsoft. Yeah, we're going to start. Okay, does your. We're going to get everybody to bring their gear, and then we're going to make sure it lives up to the standard of whether it's bulletproof or not. But they have to wear it. Hey, did you see that? What Sean sent today, Peyton? Yeah, these two dudes in Arkansas got arrested. They got apparently they got drunk and put their bulletproof vests on and started shooting each other. What idiots! <laughs> I'm like, bro, if they're gonna be stupid, just look. I mean, they already took the hits. I mean, just yeah, they're already alive. They're two just consenting adults going. here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not oh, like they look. shot anybody that didn't want to get shot. That's right. I mean, that's right. Did they live? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you made there you go. Did you yeah. die? <laughs> exactly. Hey, I got some ammo for some for some body armor. I got I got I got some body armor coming in. Actually, you'll see if that ammo really works when his body armor comes. Hey, in. yeah, you could test my ammo on your body armor. <laughs> hey, everything we do, not really, wearing it. Don't wear so it when you shoot it. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be you can wear it up. You can wear body armor the whole time? Yeah. Just to make it harder it. since you're way fitter than everybody else that'll be there? <laughs> I thought about wearing my weight vest, but it's... How much does body armor actually weigh? Uh, actually, I want to see. I got, I think, some 10 by 12 AR-500 level 3 armor. 
Just say a bunch of letters and numbers. Wait. <laughs> Eight and a half pounds per oh. plate. So it's like the women's weight. Yeah. That's how per much your plate? weight. That's how much your weight vest weights. But I'll have six mags in it. Oh yeah. And then I'll have my side pouches. And I, oh no, I'll, I'll have two more plates. Are you gonna wear that the whole they're time? Little, they're little six by six side plates on the side of it. So you got those two. You're really gonna be larping. Yeah. And then uh, I got I just ordered me a drop leg holster. And then I don't have a belt yet. I got to get a belt. Uh oh. I need to get something. I heard something clicking and clacking over there. Are you talking about me? I'm just sitting up too nice. Hey, I bought an AR. Is it? Is it? What, what, what kind is it? It's a Radical Arms, but it's a 300 Blackout. I bought it for, that sounds cool. uh, for us to be able to deer hunt with back here. 300 Blackout just sounds cool. It like, is cool. You put Blackout you about the 6.8 Blackout. Oh, yeah. Say what now? 6.8 Blackout. It's bigger, ain't it? 6.8 millimeters. I don't know anything about that. Somebody asked me that wasn't you to ask me about that today, was it, Peyton? Somebody asked me about that uh, that about that round today. My dad Actually, gave me a I'll pull something there. up right quick while we're on the topic. You get to see how many tabs I have open too. Oh uh, my goodness. What what was it called? The fix. Come down That's a little. Look at this. What kind there of bullet go, right is there. this right oh, here? Go back down, go back down. I can't even see it. There you go. Now back it away from the camera a little. All right, what round have we got here, guys? You got a five five six and a three oh eight. No, you're right on five five six. Yeah, I know. I just kind of throwing the other one. It makes seventy. It, any r legit hunting rifle round makes five five six look so small. That I was at what thirty out six. No, this is a seven millimeter. Oh I'm wow! Am I eighteen years old? Yes. I've, I've never actually had a thirty out six round in my hand. Or a 308, or seven millimeters. So I was just guessing. <laughs> yeah, my this is my well, granddad's gun. I'm 18 gun. years older. Please my, let me. My granddad this rifle. Uh, passed away this last year, and uh, he was really big hunter. My dad inherited. My dad's a really big hunter, so he inherited all of his guns, and then he awesome. my dad my dad gave me this rifle the other day. Oh wow! May I show it to you? That's awesome. Oh, we're we're about to get demonetized, and we're not even monetized. I hope he doesn't Somebody accidentally fire it in the house. <laughs> he's putting his ear. He's putting his ear. My ear on on. for sound ear protection. This is what it sounds like. So you just <laughs> put the round in here, and then you find your target, like this toilet over here. But this dude is like, all right. So there's the look how tall it is, bro. Yeah. That's a nice gun. So my internet's not actually wanting to load this website, so I can pull this thing up. Oh wait, here we go. My AR-15 video I did. She probably ha you might not have seen it, but uh, I got an AR-15 last year around the Fourth of July, and me and Cookie did a video, and it's one of my top videos. You should watch it because it's hilarious. I will. We uh -oh. we we took That's like two. That's what I want. We shot for like an hour before we actually hit anything, I feel like. What they say is the 8.6 Blackout is designed as kind of like the 300 Blackout is to AR-15s, 8.6 is to AR-10s. 
308. And this is like, this is the company, I believe Q Firearms is who designed the round. And this is the Fix, which is their rifle that is one of the only rifles that's actually chambered in the 86 Blackout. Only problem is it's 3300 bucks, but I would have no problem love for to you. Have have yeah, he's luck. rich, man. Net oh, worth bigger actually... than both pull of us combined. I said I was going to pull up the round, and I didn't. Yeah, one of my biggest shorts was actually I compared a 30 off 6 to the 556. See, that's why I thought you had the 556. Yeah. 30 off 6 <laughs> yeah. in your hand, you know. I actually, I had the 30 off 6. And I was borrowing it to go hunting when I was going camping a month ago. And we never went, so. But since we're all pulling out our firearms, I guess. Just don't know any clicking and clacking on the live stream. Look AR at you. Points. Yeah, got the LPVO on it that's not sighted in yet. What this did point. you just buy? <laughs> hey, look. Let, let me show you something. See if you can see it. Can you see what that says? Regents. Regina. Regina. Yeah, it's actually my Regents account. And it sends me a, a message every time something hits our, with our debit card or hits our account. And every time my wife uses it, it sends me a notice. So I renamed it Regina and told her Regina's telling on you. So while we're sitting here talking at 12 minutes after 10, uh, I got a notification of $19.31 was approved for Walmart.com. <laughs> so this, so is this actually podcast what, has caught me, cost me. This is actually what I just I got, hey, got you brought that on Tacticon, the way. bro. Yeah. Tacticon's. Got budget stuff. Yeah, I actually just got their leg drive holster too. Yeah, I got this on the way with both. Oh, those things I got the so trauma cool. pads for it as well. What does that do? The, that's pr protect kind of, but yeah, it's to put behind your body armor, right? To kind of help some of the breaks. blunt force. Yeah, and then uh, I got the side side plates going into my side pouches. I I'm holding you to it, too, bro. Rhythm. You're gonna wear that the whole weekend. Yes, I got. That's my plan. Except when you sleep. Of yeah, course, gotta sleep. Also, my plan to not wear it when I sleep. I might wear mine. I mean, it's, but you're you're you know your workout weight vest. It, your plates are like eight pounds on that too. Yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> mine are ten flat or nine. Yeah, I remember yours was like the total weight vest was twenty, and mine was like ten, ten. Mine started fraying. But apparently those are like, I thought I was like paying an arm and a leg for a vest. And, you know, you actually look at actual vests and them heifers are expensive. But yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm gearing up for the. I wonder if you could actually, are these things actually, like, wait, did this stop at 22? I was wanting to actually take my weight vest from the gym and test it out. Not, not while Just wearing it. Just tape up it. the holes. But, you know, 
You know, I had a I had a former uh, a guy who used to be a former teacher at South Panola was out here. Uh, we had a shooting class at our house one day, and uh, afterwards, and they had we had the rubber dummy out. Well, he took a uh, regular backpack like kids wear to school. Not forget how many school books, and they were just government issued school books back when they issued school books. Uh, he put them in that backpack, and he went through a series of of weapons. He did a nine millimeter, uh, I mean a three eighty nine millimeter, a forty cal, and then he shot it with a five five six from his AR, and uh, not a single one of them penetrated the books. And came through the backside of that pack to where the person would have been. And his 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 point was that a lot of times, if in an active shooter situation or what is thought to be an active shooter situation, they'll tell the kids leave everything there and you know run to the parking lot. And he said you're leaving behind probably your best defense that you had with you. You're you're, you're probably the the very number one thing that could actually save your life in a true active shooter situation you've just left it laying on the floor in the room you know so that's amazing that you know and i don't remember if it's like three books or whatever in that backpack uh but they did of course we posted it uh on public media and he got called in and scolded by the by the school district and i was told to take it down and never do that because it it might people might perceive it that he was representing the school and if anybody tried that and then actually did get shot, you know, or wounded or uh, fatally wounded, that, you know, that the district could be liable and all that other Yahoo stuff. So I'm glad I would, they just no. couldn't see that I was the one running the video. Because <laughs> he actually was just going to do it and try it. I said, hey, you want me to video this, man? So we did. And then once he saw the results of it, he, he posted it. And uh, But that's something good to remember, man. Something just, just as simple. I think, books. I think the takeaway from that is like just read a lot and have your whole house lined with bookshelves. Yes. And then yes. your knowledge will protect you. Or stuff a backpack with books and it's a lot cheaper than body armor. Yeah. You need one for the front <laughs> Unless and you're back. in college and then it costs <laughs> a lot, lot more. <laughs> yeah. He got he had to pay those for those books. <laughs> they bro you could you do anything to those books they issued us back then man oh man it wasn't good you, you accidentally mark it with your pencil expelled <laughs> like bro that was there before i was already there you see i remember you looking through those books you know they'll they'll they're right in there yeah you know who got who got the book You'll look back and it's like 15 years worth of students. You'll see like your older siblings in there. You'll see it's just crazy. But uh, how, mu how much was all your plates set up, Peyton? Talk about for the one I just ordered. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do like him now. I'm going to turn around and put you in the case. <laughs> I actually got to look up my receipt because I don't remember. I wouldn't do that. Though. Probably like 300 plus. Yeah, I think it was like. 318 or something. That's pretty good. I'm going to hold you to that, though. Hope you uh, do that. I'm going to let everybody know. Uh, No, 362 is my total. 
Well, I feel like we're at a good stopping spot, unless you have anything else to say, Peyton or Roger. Oh, if I have something else to say? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in closing. Yeah, there's another 20 to 30, 45 minutes. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Looking forward to the next one. I've enjoyed it, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you letting me come on. We'll get you oh, back yeah. on probably be after the forge. That'd be fine. The fourth of what? Today is the fourth. Yeah. So it'll be after today. So it's gonna be after the fourth. It's gonna be after today. For sure. After I can today. Guarantee okay. that. <laughs> hey, an hour and forty minutes it'll be after today. Yeah, it's past my bedtime. Hey man, that's uh, I'm supposed to be at work. Oops! He's hanging I'm in there. He's loyal to the podcast. Yeah, man. I, I show up. Every time. The whole time. I show up 60% of the time every time. All the time. <laughs> For sure. Well, I appreciate hey. uh, you coming on. Thank you. I enjoyed it. If you're watching, I appreciate you listening. Uh, it's a good good little chat today hope you got a, got some takeaways from it um subscribe follow us whatever you want to do all the normal stuff we we say every time click, to a bunch of random dudes yeah. talk about some random stuff click the links you know what it, what about peyton closes out closes out in prayer man go look up take a hike fitness oh wait what no. <laughs> take, take a, a hike. hike fitness go get his ambassador codes for what <laughs> Red hit, that mud gear. Chat, hit that super chat button and and help. <laughs> yeah, send send twenty dollars. Twenty dollars will 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 shut up. We'll actually stop the podcast for yeah, tonight for sure. We're staying until we get twenty. We'll, we'll, we'll stop it for an hour and forty minutes, and then <laughs> start back tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, thanks for hanging out. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thank you.